we are here with Tony's ecstasy so, experience. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess the, f- like I said, I think they're true pills. So I like to take them with somebody else, like preferably a significant other. Cause then y'all get to like real con- like real, real conversation. Now I don't suggest this for people who can't handle a certain level of honesty. I mean, and not even necessarily the truth, just like some things you don't necessarily need to know. And so it's sometimes it's better to just be like ignorant. Ignorance is bliss. But if you if you really want to go down like that road, it's amazing. But then after that, you're usually like, I would like, I would smoke. I like to get high. So I would get high. I'd feel it. And then like, I would know it was working because my stomach would start to rumble. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be in the game. So. And I'd make sure I had a couple of pills because I don't want to like... <sighs> There's a level of intensity that there that it has. Like, I don't know how um, your journey on this was, Ash. Hella boring. What the fuck? No, like, I mean, like, yeah. in terms of, like, just the pill itself, like, when you took it, did you experience, like, a peak? No. It was fucking just boring. I'm just up. Of cognac, I didn't like, like it. That's why I'm like, was it what I took that was just made me be, like, the first couple of minutes of it... <laughs> You ever heard like string theory? Oh, everything has like strings connected to them. I saw that the first 10, 15 minutes I was high and was really excited. Not the rest of us, like, I don't like this anymore. And then the first, very first time I did them, we was fucking, but I wasn't like, this is amazing. I was just up. I'm like, this is stupid. No, yeah, no. Um, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is dumb. Um, I'm like, I guess I'm supposed to feel this way, but I'm like, eh, I can't go to sleep, so I might as well fuck you. No, no. It was like that. Oh yeah, no, not like wow. that at all. Um, normally you have like a peak, mm. and so yeah, the peak wore off for me probably ten um, minutes in. I'm like, eh, this is stupid. Now I can't go to bed. I like the peak, and so I would make sure that I had enough so I could keep that going and stay inside there for a while. Mm. I probably wouldn't fall asleep until six, seven in the morning. Yeah, mine didn't even. I was last longer than that. I was so pissed. I'm like, I mean, but I would probably start. I mean, but no, I would have sex and we would exhaust ourselves because we would have sex from probably like midnight to like four or five in the morning. We'd probably take the pill at like seven and have like crazy wild conversation and just talking for like five hours and then we would just fuck for like another like five hours it was just a it was an amazing time and then after that like the one thing that i will say it is so fucking hard to nut on ecstasy like it makes it like damn near impossible yeah i saw that i've experienced like i was trying i was like oh my god i just wanted i just wanted that so i can be done like because your body just wants to keep going and it's like no 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 i need you to orgasm so i can then be at a relaxed i tried to and it took me forever and then i finally got there and i'm like it's supposed to give me this supposed to be my ambient there's nothing happening (laughs) so now i'm just up again like i could never that's what i'm saying like that made me realize like immortality is not for me because you literally visualizing nothing changing or things staying the same. I'm like, 
Who in their right fucking mind would want to do this? I'm just up all it. Nothing's changed. It's the same thing. Even if it feel like it changed or if it's the new fucking day and everybody rested and jolly, you still over here like, what are you happy about? <laughs> I mean, immortality doesn't thing. mean you're Get never going to go to sleep and wake here. up. But it feel like if I had to say that experience, think about it. What's changing if you alive? If you alive for 50 years, ain't what's really changing as versus if you alive for a thousand the years. level of technology and but people around me. Even a thousand years, ain't it still the same shit different day? Like the more things change, the more things stay the same. I mean, I guess you can look at it that way, but... Which I'll just like that made me be like, oh no, I'll the just world die. Needs I don't stewards. know. Mm. I'm and good. people are dumb. No, I'm good. No, well, ecstasy did make me feel like that. <laughs> no, every time I take a drug, no, that day I was doing it for fun, but I usually have some weird, like, oh, philosophy, like, oh, I can understand, you know, my spiritual teachings or readings was teaching me now. Like and that's why I really further <laughs> be like, oh no. Like shrooms gave me that. Like I saw the strings where like if you look at three strings theory, they'll talk about how everything's connected. I saw them strings. Yeah, so uh, even at that time, it wasn't intentional, but I don't know if I just haven't taken the right ecstasy or not, but I'm oh, just yeah, like, no, eh. I used to get that shit. I used to get blue dolphins, green apples, uh, yellow Pac-Mans. I could get a green Pac-Man. I could get a Mrs. Pac-Man. I didn't fuck with the Transformers too much because those would be hit or miss. Like, you could get, like, a, a Decepticon, and sometimes them is... Uh, um, you. But blue dolphins is that shit. Like if you can get a blue dolphin, yeah. No, I don't know what the fuck I is got. People, they just gave it to me. Are people it, like, really? Let me see what it looked like. Um, I just got finished chastising this nigga about taking drugs from people. I'm so mad. Oh. I knew these people though. I knew them. Don't well, get me wrong. I guess the bigger question <laughs> I is: them. Is I the ecstasy game? Are people really, really persnickety about in terms of making sure that like you don't steal anybody else's pill thing? So it's just like I, I got mean, a blue dolphin. I can. I'm making blue dolphins now too. Yes and no. Like, that's why I said I would do a lot of research. So there's a website that you can go to. It's like a a form and a blog of people that dabble in this lifestyle, and uh, they all like take pictures, upload, they test, have test kits and everything like that to okay. tell you how it um, felt, how it made them feel. Um, and so I would do that against anything that I would got. Oh, anything I would get. But I also had really, really good, like, ecstasy dealers. Like, the first ecstasy dealer I had, even though the Asian, eventually, like, his quality started to, like, dip off, he was the first one that I bought from. And <clears throat> he was like, all right, so if you're this is your first time, only take half. Like, he gave me, like, the whole rundown of, like, how to do this and, like, be cool. He's like, don't drive, don't have nowhere to go. You just stay in the house. Take it if you're going to take it by yourself. Gave me the whole little spiel. And I was like, that's really dope of you as a random like drug dealer yeah, to be like, hey, this is how you do this. You're a pretty decent guy. All right. I make my money for repeat customers, dog. <laughs> Just like he was no no. That nigga was wild. He ended up going <laughs> no no no. Like he was outside of a jail with a gun, threatening <laughs> killing a nigga. He was on the phone with the op, threatening to kill a nigga. He kept a blicky on him, so I never doubted that he was ready to shoot it at niggas. He just had, like, so then he went to jail 
for like a while and then like he didn't have anything and then he got back but then after you went in and then came out i'm like i don't know if they're looking at you so i'ma just steer clear of like what you got going on because you were also very reckless <laughs> like the way i met this asian is because there was another asian that was a foreign exchange student at my school it was just like oh you want this he was the plug and then he was like well i'm leaving but <clears throat> my cousin is still here so I'll give you his number. Uh, the one that I first met, he was so calm and like very business like. But the, Jake's ecstasy uh, on the side. His cousin on the other <laughs> instant. I mean, while a great guy, fucking wild as shit. Same. Yeah, then I got, I met this black guy and he was pretty cool. Well, I met this black girl and then she gave me her plug, which you, if you're a drug dealer, never give up your plug. That's weird. Ever. How you give up your money? That's giving up your money. Because she was down and didn't have nothing. And so she just like, well, you can go get it from him. No, no. Oh, just madam. wait. Madam, this is else. where you were. Uh... All right, cool. Thank you. <laughs> so then I never went back to her because I'm going to buy from the source because it's cheaper. No, I'll do X to see if we got like a for real bender and I'm on one of those cities where don't nothing close. Or like I'll do it with a boyfriend. And we on a city where nothing ever closed. Or like, I really fuck with you where I can be up with you for 20 some hours. I'm not doing that shit again like how I did it before. I had to take somebody to work the next day. I'm like, this shit. Oh, no, 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 no. See, I don't do it. It it gotta be something for us to do. Like, we can hit up a whole bunch of bars or whatever. Like, it gotta be us continuing. You gotta keep me entertained. If I'm not entertained, I'm just like, my boredom is on 5,000 now because we ain't got nothing to do. I'm not about to sit here and watch the fucking TV and I can't go to sleep, bitch. If you... Oh, yeah. No. See, that's why we didn't watch TV at all. We would talk. We would have like just hella deep conversation for hours and hours. Talk to nobody. Nigga, what the fuck? If I ain't told you by now, I ain't fucking telling you. <laughs> what the hell? No, let's go somewhere. Fuck. I'm not sitting in this fucking house this goddamn high. What is wrong with you? Nah. This is the reason why I don't do drugs. Do nah, drugs, man. I'd rather not. I can go somewhere. I don't. Yeah, I'd rather not be. In a state that I'm not fully control of, out. It's just unsafe. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have, no, if you don't I know just it, you just randomly is like, I where am I inside of New just, York City? I know it's unsafe, but also I'd be bored and I can't, <laughs> it just magnify your boredom. You'd be like, well, maybe for you, like, well, the ones that you described didn't stupid. sound very fun or like you had like a real peak or anything like that. Like, no, it was cool for like the first 15 minutes, maybe an hour. And then after that, I'm like, Ain't nothing to do. And then your body processes it that quickly. I don't know. Well, see, mine would kick. I would take that and then I would I would smoke because you're not going to eat and you got to make sure you stay hydrated because you don't really be thinking about drinking anything. And so I would keep water around me, especially since I'm smoking. I would get like cotton mouth and shit like that real, real bad. Yeah, that's what I um, got. The dry mouth. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, but because you're not drinking it and you're not thinking about keeping yourself hydrated. Um, so that's why I would say going out to bars probably not the thing that you want to do. Drink. No, because if I'm with somebody, I'm trust. So I trust myself, so I don't never take no drug and feel like I'm out of my element. I haven't experienced like except for shrooms. Like, oh, well, I knew I couldn't drive then. Like, <laughs> I'm not driving not because I didn't feel like I could, but it's like a very like everything <laughs> but, is just like. But I guess. I can't be ecstasy, having an epiphany inside the middle like of driving. I can't be in control of who I am. Like I said, the most I've really gotten from it was just that energy. I've done ecstasy out. Yeah. No, I don't mind being around people with that one. But shrooms, nah. Everything like that. I've been on acid around people. Like, honestly, that's how I came up with the name of the show. 
Yeah, so I'm, I was on ecstasy, headed to hang out with some um, of my female friends who were supposed to go out. And then I got there and I was having a great time. And then my ecstasy and everything like that was back at the house. And we were supposed to go out. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go home. <laughs> and so I just didn't go out. But I came up with the name of this show and like the idea of how I wanted it to go. Told yeah. them about that. And then I left. I'm yeah, I, I had an epiphany and I was like, I'm done here. This is what I do this for. This yeah. exactly. Not that I don't care about the hangout with y'all. <laughs> That's cool. But I can do that whenever. I'll do that when I'm sober. Yeah. But yeah, nah, I'd rather be just like slightly inebriated, like drinking wise. No, nah, I ain't gonna take no drinks. Nah. I don't even really like being drunk all that much. I was just actually telling people yesterday at Cedar Point that I've never been a uh, pray to the porcelain god drunk. Like Really? No, nope. uh, no, I've been there. Don't go don't go all the way there. I've been there. I forgot what I did. That was that cracking and some notes. I don't know why I did that. And he was like, why you drink cracking? Are you a cracking? Yeah, like fuck. <laughs> drinking cracking. What's wrong oh, with you? I, I have found the happy medium on spice rum. Cracking is not it. Bro. I don't know. Cracking is the completely, complete and total extreme in terms of like spice rum. It's, it's like, like bottom of the barrel. It's not bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel is like like fireball. I had yesterday. Yesterday, someone admitted to me that they were drinking Bombay Sapphire, and I'm like, I feel like keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes. Like- I don't want to be like drunk, drunk. Like I don't like that, but I do like the feeling of being slightly tipsy. Like that's like the space right be right after like your normal state, like. Where your body's feeling good, you're a little more light. I like that area. I don't really need to go past that area anymore. There was a time, like I said, my family has like drinking issues. And so there's definitely a time where Tony was like praying to the porcelain god. Cause oh, fuck, we're, I like to be drunk. Let's get drunk. Fuck it. I've blacked out before. I've thrown up in a bathroom like it was a video game and closed the door and walked away. I've blacked out at a table and at somebody's dinner and have no recollection of this dinner except for pictures. Yeah, that's the thing. I cannot stand ever the possibility of not knowing something that I have possibly done. I mean, but, when I watched the pictures, then I kind of like it jogged my fuzzy memory. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember kind of going and kind of some things, but not everything. Not and I remember they were like, Rogers, don't fall asleep at the table. Then we went back to base. Yes, I was in the military at this time. Um, I threw up all over the bathroom. Like, I asked if they had a bathroom. They said yes. And, it, you know, in a gas station, it's like those one-person bathrooms like where it just has, like, a regular toilet. Yeah. So I just opened the door. <laughs> and just started vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. I've done it. <laughs> yeah, and then I closed the door. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was bad. Why'd you do that? Let's go, guys. Let's get out of here. Nah. I closed the door, got back in the car, and then we left and went to the club. And then my friend threatened uh, a bouncer with the UCMJ, which is uh, the laws that govern the military and has nothing to do with civilians. So <laughs> there was no possible ramifications <laughs> here. Not at all. That's but funny. he did. Uh, he was drunk as fucking threatened with it. It's like, How do you know the UCMJ, bro. Why are we doing this? But I'm also drunk. So well, I mean, he could the bouncer could be doing side work, and the the bouncer wasn't. He was like, no, 
And no, you can't come in. You're too drunk. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I but mean, they took if, my money. I don't care. You know, the moment you started threatening me with military code for something that I'm not in, I reevaluated our current situation. Yeah, and I don't care. You should have just walked past. Yeah. Yeah. So nah, he was very nah. upset about his $20 that he gave. And then because he gave the $20 and they immediately kicked him out after they took his money, which was hilarious. I would have been mad too. If you're like, why did you take my money? <laughs> which was his point. Nah, like, he's, drunk, man. he's like, but why did you let, if I was too drunk to come in, why did you take my money and then kick me out? Well, she shouldn't have let you in. So you're going to give me my money back? No. I'm suing. And there's no refunds. Once you're in, I don't understand. <laughs> I didn't really Not make it in. Yeah, yeah, he was hilarious. mad as fuck. He was so bad. I mean, drunk you can technically. It was his birthday. It was a good night. It was such a good night. I mean, you guys could have had them play. Isn't there? Because I know for Jacksonville, North Carolina, there were for the Marines. There's a list of places that you can kind of mark off as like, if don't like his military people don't like. I mean, don't pay. You can kind of. Like do that is in the military, but they weren't a place like that. He was just really, really drunk. It was just a fucked up circumstance, and then he didn't make his situation better by being the belligerent drunk person instead of being calm when he was talking to people that actually had power to do things. Probably shouldn't threaten them and then want them to like acquiesce to like you know that is kind of messed up. We'll give you your money back. <laughs> it's just like you. The, you should have went money. Then threat, not threat, then money. Yeah. He went, <laughs> I'll fucking shoot you, bro. Can I get my $20 back, please? They told him no. He immediately was upset and irate. <laughs> and I was like, well, guess we're not getting into this club and we got to go back to the one that we just left that I didn't want to leave anyway. I hate when people do shit like that. Bro, that was the worst. They were just like, well, we should check out this other one. But we're having a great time here. We can have a better time there, but we're already oh. having a good time. <clears throat> know what the craziest thing is? You ever been out with people and they give you shots? Well, no, Charles, you said you never thrown up. So, Ash, mm -hmm. you ever been out with people and you're drinking and then you throw up and then they tell you don't throw up no more and then hand you more liquor? Yeah, they pat you on the back. Yeah, don't throw up no more and then give <laughs> you more liquor. They give you more liquor. Bitch, what do you You'll mean? Like, what the fuck? I'm going to throw up this too. Oh, uh, <laughs> the only smooth thing I've seen is you... Like if someone's drunk enough, you can start giving them shots of water and they won't know the difference. Probably. Oh no, no. They were giving they were giving me shots of Patron. <laughs> they don't like you anyway. It was when Patron was really, really popular. They and still don't like you. They still don't like you. Damn. They, you threw up and they gave you Patron. They're like, uh, here you go. <sighs> Talk to any of them niggas. All of, now? Us, all of us were taking Patron. It was it was it was a terrible it was Patron is still really popular though. It was a very yeah. interesting, interesting time. That's funny. But yeah, I'd rather like, drink than like do anything. But I will say ecstasy and like alcohol are very similar in like that next day lethargy that you have. But the reason that you have it with ecstasy is unlike I don't know with Ash, but since you stay up so long and you have such high levels of like your endorphins going. You just are naturally like you're gonna be long depleted. Your yeah, body it's like, but you, here's the level that we think we should be at now. Here's the level we're at. We gotta do some readjusting over time. Yeah, and <laughs> so um, you deal with like a day of that, but it's not like the stomach feeling anything or having to like go to the bathroom because even like or if your stomach being messed up, no hangover feeling, none of that. None that. Well, most of the hangover stuff. feeling from alcohol comes from dehydration. Like, if you drink while you're actually drinking, you'll be fine. Yeah. 
All right, plenty of times. I'm pretty good about that. I'll try ecstasy another time with somebody that know good ecstasy or something, nah. and I got plenty to do. Other than that, drugs are overrated. What? Drugs are overrated. Nah. I'm not gonna say that. I would have to get like a tester kit and like really be intentional about like wanting to do it again. Yeah, it's like, like I said, I got something to do. Somebody that I trust gave it to me. I don't have <laughs> to have anything to do. I just have to have like someone that I want to do it with. And like then be down to do it too. Like, all right, let's let's enjoy this and have a great time. I think what time damn, never mind. I don't know if I can say it on the podcast. Or can I? I was like, <laughs> uh, I think he had the plug. And I was like, up. oh yeah, get some. And then we was at the beginning stages of the podcast. And I'm like, let's <laughs> and he was like, everyone in here is getting every girl in here getting fucked. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like no, that we can't no, do this. Like, every like, every yeah, she's like, yeah, let's all do it together. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck all of you <laughs> and we take to ecstasy away. together. Dude, that's no, not it. That's up. that's not what we do together as a podcast. We started the podcast. This is just like I don't care. I still wanted to no. do the shrooms podcast. She had dabbled in the um the dangle before. Who? It's just oh, like yeah. And then look over at Jones. Jones would have left. Jones <laughs> It's Get like, out, sir. I'm going home. Yeah, he would have left. Like, <laughs> I'm going yeah, home. Yeah, that's so I was just like, no, that's not left. a good decision for the podcast. You see a weird orgy thing down here. Yeah, no, he would have left. No, no. Jones walks upstairs. No, no group podcast. Somebody ecstasy else. trips. Like I would say, as a podcast, we could do Adderall together. Yeah. That would oh, be a I good episode. Uh-huh. I think that we can um, reinstitute like drinking, mm-hmm. like especially since it's the winter time. But I'm also. Getting back into working out, so I don't know how I want to drink more. So that'd be all that sugar. Yeah, that just we would have to do it with all diet pop. I'm not drinking pop. Probably just do it with seltzer water. Oh, just yeah, with uh, just whatever seltzer, rubbing seltzer, this and seltzer. Yeah, something like that. But um, terrible. I like Adderall. I never did Adderall before. Not interested. Mm, It's not bad, but. I guess we should get into the episode since we're, you know, like 20 minutes, 20 in, minutes and in. We oh. haven't even told anybody what we're talking about. Um, So there might be some rough economic times ahead. Um, and it has nothing to do with the U.S. Oh. It's um, pretty much because of the economic situation that's happening in China. Basically, they focus like super heavy on like developing their infrastructure and like putting up roads and everything like that. Yep. They don't necessarily have anybody to use them like at the rate that they need them to be used to generate an income that they need. Oh, I mean, infrastructure is an investment in the future more so than an investment now. But I guess they have to clear a certain amount of money. But because they have a lot of debt right now. Well, if we, go, well, if they got like, if somebody needs to, we finally got the leverage that we need to get out of it from underneath China. Well, uh, one of the issues was that since we stopped, uh, there was that there was like that trade war between us and them with Trump. Um, they worked on. Uh, internal stuff internal stuff so they wouldn't be so reliant on exports but then covid happened and didn't really allow that to be a thing and then they had to rely heavily more heavily on exports to like to stay afloat so now it's kind of created this untenable situation where they're trying to like 
you have the Ouroboros situation. You got a snake eating its own tail. It's just like, uh, what do I do? Yep. And so if China's economy falls, which they're looking at, like, um, I think they were looking at Beijing. Um, that's going to have, like, world ramifications. Kind of like how in our economy um, took a nosedive, the rest of the world felt that. It'd be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So world's top two consumers. So yeah, if one hurts, the other hurts. If one hurts, the other hurts. So this is just like it's kind of the thing that keeps pe- people saying it's just like, what are y'all gonna have to conquer each other eventually? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't want that. But I do want to send a um your condolences out. Yeah, my condolences out to um. Well, we don't know. Her name was like Halo or some shit. It's Hutchins. There we go. Where did I get Halo Hutchinson? from? I don't I'm know. Boring, y'all. Hutchinson. I drink a lot of wine before I came uh, here. Uh, Halana Hutchins. I told you. Yeah. Hala. Halana. <laughs> Halana Hutchins. <laughs> Halana Hutchins. She Who? is a proper. She's like a cinematographer director. Cinematographer, and she was working on a movie with Alec Baldwin. There was a live gun involved. And bullet and said gun. Alec Baldwin shot her. And he mm. just picked it up and just pulled the mm. trigger. Well, it's like, I don't think it was quite that malicious, but it was probably more so like. Well, technically, inside the scene, there was three people that all had weapons, and his happened to have a uh, live, gun. live uh, ammunition in it. Why did it live ammunition? Got all it guns. was not supposed to. Um, I did some reading up on. Um, Pretty much all of this. Um, so they use prop guns in a lot of movies, yes. obviously. But that can mean a host of different things. A prop gun can be something that's made out of wood that is fashioned to look like a gun. Yes. To something that's plastic that's not a real gun. To something that... Um, an old gun that's inoperable now. Or guns that fire blinks. Firing a blank is still dangerous. A blank is a shell of a uh, a bullet without the head, and yeah. it's packed it with still the gunpowder and everything like that, and it's just stuff with, like, paper or wax at the end. Yeah, to actually encapsulate it so it didn't allow the chemical reaction to happen properly. It just yeah. looks like it's propelling something. So Yes. And he is out here shooting blanks at people. Well, it's been done for years. Well, yeah, so it's been done for years. And so, no, he... It wasn't a blink in that one. There was said to be like a live they round. Put a whole um, bullet in there. Yeah, and that and the Brandon um, Lee, that. where he passed away in 1993 on the set of uh, the Crow, the sequel. Um, there is half of a live uh, round in his drum chamber, so this isn't like new, but. There is definitely a master of arms that um, is also supposed to be on set that is supposed to check out all the weapons. Are you in there? Um, no, they were there, but um, during the research that I did, it, they said that um, a couple of crew members and uh, people who work for the show or for the movie um, said that the pace, since they had like a 21-day like shoot. shoot time, the pace was just go, 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 and that they um, had walked off the set because there was, like, some safety concerns that they had had about things that were going on and, like, just with COVID and, like, the gun safety and just in, in general. And so 
this seems to be a situation where they were prioritizing trying to finish this movie over doing things the most safe and efficient way that they could. And that led to a mistake happening where an actor was given a live gun and then told that it was cold. And in doing so, he pulled the trigger and killed a woman and also wounded the director. (laughs) Yeah, no, he hit two people. Okay. Yeah, so... um, He called the husband, or it said that he called the husband after this that happened. How do y'all feel about that? Who Baldwin called him? Yeah. Uh, from both sides. Like, if you're Baldwin, do you make that call? And if you're the husband, how do you feel about getting that? I'm angry and irate because your insistence, because he's a producer, correct? Yeah, Alec Baldwin's a producer and actor. So he's the money man. So you, your budget. Well, you wouldn't know all that, the information that I told you, because he called him like right after it happened. Oh, no, it's not even that. But as of this point, your wife works on this thing. So it means you're probably having general conversations about this. So at some point you probably hear, yeah, like people are walking off the set because like the pace is just wild. Like, you have probably more inside baseball than probably even this article actually has. That's probably true. So, I mean, it's just like you're intimately involved. It's just like because of your vehemence on the way that this needs to be done, my wife is dead. And I don't think this is a union gig either. Last I checked. So, they were using like non-union workers. So, I mean, it's just... That means the overall levels of protections and things of that nature just weren't there. So it's just like, and I don't know if Alan Baldwin is producing this personally, but like if I can go after his money, but it's probably the production company. So it means I can sue the production company and make a decent amount where my wife is still fucking dead. So I am not pleased. So are you upset that he called you? Uh, You got to make the call. I'm still not going to be happy. Like, I'm upset that so this you call think, has to happen. So you think Alec Baldwin had to make the call? It's your fault. That's like, you. that's like, uh. I mean, he could wait till like, his name's cleared in the show that, like, it was truly an accident. Would you be more mad about that? You were, the, okay. Is it an accident if someone dug a hole and then didn't really mark the hole for being dug and then someone fell into it? And it's just like. And like you did, you did the full team rocket trap hole thing. It's just like, yeah, I dug a hole over here, but nobody's gonna walk over there. No one's obviously that's obviously not gonna happen. I mean, technically, the first assistant director, um, David Halls, is supposed to be um, in charge of that, and he also was coincidentally um, a director on the set when Brandon Lee um, <laughs> died as well. That's great. Just well, another piece of information because a lot of people are looking at him. Like a lot of the eyes have sharpened to the assistant director. And like when I was reading this portion of the article, it started talking about like he's supposed to um to check the guns. He's responsible for what happens on set. See, what was I telling you before we got started? So <laughs> he worked on um Bone Tomahawk, Balls of Fury, a Prairie Home Companion, Bad Santa, The Matrix Reloaded. 
a simple plan and Fargo. In a grim coincidence, he worked as the first assistant director on the second um, unit of the 2000 movie The Crow Salvation, the sequel to The Crow, um, the film where Brandon Lee died. So, yeah. So he's in charge of the dude who's in charge of checking all the guns. Or is he a... Or is he physically responsible for checking the guns himself? Um, it sounds like he's in charge of the dude who's in charge of it. Yeah, of checking the guns to me is what it sounds like. Mm. Mm. And he didn't respond to like um, the LA Times reaching out to like get comment for this article because this was kind of, this article came out I want to say a couple of days or. 23rd. Uh, I don't know what he was in charge of on the crow, so I can't really speak to what happened assistant over there. Assistant director. Yeah, but assistant director, but it doesn't necessarily mean he was back the... into safety. I, my issue is I didn't care about the crow too much. I don't think that someone got to go to jail. Oh, this is probably just going to stay out of the... Uh... Oh, this is gonna this is gonna get classified in the tragic accident territory, and because there's no union ad- attached to it, there's no one to really well, force it. Through. A lady, I know someone um, where this happened before. She got ten years probation, which isn't jail. What does but, that even but, mean? It means that you have to you check in with the courts. You have to, you got charged for it. You have to you got convicted. Yeah. You have to um like is it a felt does she get charged for a felony? It don't matter. At that point it's like but you charged it's, and like, then yeah. sentence was you don't have so, to do actual hard jail time. What the charge is probably criminal negligence. So it's because just, it's your job to do this and so you were negligent to a criminal degree and that caused a loss of life. I mean, that adequately defines it, but it's like, all right, you're going on probation now. What is that? Like, probation is for keeping track of someone. Like, what is that probation officer going to do? Did you check the guns on this movie? Did you check the guns? Well, she's not allowed to be a director or anyone that's in charge of anything that would have to do with safety. So, if that's a thing that, if, if that is a thing, that is actually correlated, then yeah, sure. Yeah, so I would think that something like that should be, because I'm like, if I'm the husband and you call me, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I'm mad that you called me, honestly. Like, Why'd you pick up the phone? I don't know this number. And I don't know what happened. So I just answered the number. I'm just enjoying my day. You killed my wife. You didn't murder her. Might not have been your intent, but you did. You are the person that killed her. Like, I really don't want to talk to you. I get what you're saying. Like, he probably should make the call as like. Buck stops with him. He's over everybody. I mean, even beyond that, he's the person that did it. So it's like, you should probably own up to this. But me as a husband, I really don't have a whole lot to like say to you or like energy that I'm really like, I don't even really, the fact that I had to learn about my wife's death from the person that killed her is going to bother me. Like there's so many just different levels to this. Like I got to think about the way that I learned about my wife dying is because the person that killed her called me. (sighs) That's taunting. 
I don't wouldn't necessarily take it as taunting, but it's just more so I I'm not gonna be happy regardless. I guess as of this point, I you are managing your level of unhappiness. Yes. No, no, <laughs> it's just I'm like, like, very unhappy, so no, I don't want to deal with this. Who'd no. you get called by? <laughs> I'm the line. I'm the dude who carries the wires, and I I got the I got the short pachi on this. No, none of you guys call me. Have the fucking cops or the hospital or somebody that is not involved with this situation speak to me as a neutral party. Yeah, hey, I have I some very tragic news to tell you. Your wife was at work. This is what happened. We have the person who did it in custody. This is that's gonna make me feel better. The no, nigga that be did it calling me from the how are you not in jail? Oh, I got it was questions. An I don't know. Is that what I want to hear right now? I'm on the phone with you and no. you told me you killed my wife. I'm where are you at? We are I just wanna can we can we meet and just talk because I just kind of I need we to are understand. shooting on location in Miami, Florida. I right. just never know what people are gonna do in shock. Yeah, like, no, because now you told me know. I would kill you. Nigga, you, you killed my wife and then called me free as a bird. I'm going to kill you. I need a third party to introduce this. I'm calling from Lexington situ- Something. No, I need the whole, like, this is a jail. No, I need the, like I said, I this need the cops, call from- a doctor, the nurse, EMT, someone that is an official role and not affiliated with y'all. Y'all can't speak to me. Y'all did this. Oh, All y'all. Oh, maybe you say this is actually. I don't even think they actually audio. called the cops. I'm pretty sure. No, the cops got called. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's a um there's police a thing where the um you can hear it where the woman um is talking to them. And she's like, yeah, there was a terrible accident on set. Um, oh, that's a they called nine one one. Yeah, they called nine one one, and yeah. um they yeah, then she was airlifted. No, she was airlifted to a hospital. Okay. Yeah, no, because she got shot in the chest, got airlifted to a hospital, and uh, was pronounced uh, dead after the. Doctors no. tried to work on her. I'm not on arrival, but um, shortly after thereafter. Mm. Yeah, so terrible. But yeah. Um, how, well, Ash, you were relatively quiet on this section. <laughs> Y'all was going. I, was uh, like, yeah. I mean, what would happen if someone called you about your husband? He out here shooting this movie. And he's just like, what happened? Well. Knowing me, I'd probably just shut down. Like, don't nobody talk to me. I don't give a fuck. My husband did. I don't really care about all the how Riff it raff. happened and the who called me and all that shit. No, I need time. Stay away from me. Ah, this is Alec Baldwin. My, Alec yeah, Baldwin. my husband's dead. I don't give a fuck about your none details dead. leaving up to the point. I don't give a fuck about who you called me because that's your point for incriminating yourself if you said anything that was about to be mis- my husband's dead. I got bigger things to worry about whether than how it happened. I think they had a kid, too. Yeah, yeah. No, she's survived by a child. Like, no, he has a kid. A, a child. I got a whole thing next yeah, to they had My a whole heart family is broken. And, like, I now, don't care about how, how it happened. That's, I'm going to be angry for a while, sure. But other than that. She went to work for a regular work day. And then she not did nothing. No one outside of the work people came in and caused this. It's like this there's no extra no. circumstances. There's no weird thing. No one shot a bullet up to the air and it just fell on her. Nothing weird or fugazi. It's she just like he was making plans with your husband that day. It's like, like we're gonna yeah, go to yeah, Disneyland. I'm gonna get off and we're gonna do this. <laughs> and <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah, that no, that's what I'm saying. I don't care about up. none of those that details after up. that. So Beforehand, yeah, no, how they died, family. Just did, and oh, I would have just been. Like, I would mm. just leave whoever it is after they tell me shut up and leave me alone. Okay, 
Yeah, no, I'm very much like, mm, I don't want nobody's. I can't deal with nothing. I already know how I deal with situations. And it's not, it's like, mm, can I call you? I gotta Alec. go. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't. Yeah, this would be yeah, way too much. I, I couldn't deal with that. It's just like, mm, I will sue you for my wife's potential earnings. I'm going to sue you for emotional distress. I don't even care about, like, I think about how I do things. I'm just like, damn, well, I don't know how, how I feel. I know exactly how. I That's the, because the anger, I have to. But I can't say, like, what they say in Tenet. You, everybody think they'll run into the burning house. But once you feel that heat, you never know. So I know one thing's for sure. As you're like, ooh, I need to back away from this. I know I'm going to be angry. I know I'm going to be infinitely sad. But I, I got a kid I got to take care of. And yeah. It's like, and my, my baby ain't here no more. And now I gotta, mm. It's just like, I'm sitting up here. I'm looking at this. I got this kid, baby. And I'm like. Right, like I got bigger fish to fry than the details. The biggest thing like, is my significant other is not here, and then I gotta tell my the, family. Then I have to grieve this forever. How long it's gonna take? So leading up to that, I'm I'm a, I know probably you might be angry, but really, this is a cascading thing. It's just like you have to be sad. You have to pass the sadness. You gonna call, pick up the phone and call your parents and be like. So I'm not going to do none of that shit. I'm probably going to be catatonic because what the fuck? <laughs> they just got to drop this inside your lap. Like, this is your problem. I'm also mad if Alec Baldwin calls me because I don't have any healing for you right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have, like, because, sure, let's say that regardless of you wanting something to be done on a tight time of schedule and everything like that. And the deadline is the deadline. I can almost be pretty sure that you didn't say don't check what you're supposed to check. But that even then you're not supposed to check them. Don't supposed to check. Why are bullets on the set? Exactly. But that's my thing. And so that's it's like, weird. why did you choose this type of gun to begin with? It don't matter. But, but blanks. Exactly. So, since, there. so where did these real I, but bullets if I'm come Alec, from? I'm like, I just killed someone and that's not what I came in to today doing. I came in to shoot a movie. That's why it's and weird. On a very tight movie. time schedule but, yeah. and force these people to work 21 hours a day. I don't care how tired you was. When did the yeah. real bullets come? Yeah, like when did somebody that say this like, was you a good idea? All of that. That's well, no, really. It's like it don't matter how tired really, you is, that qu- shouldn't have been there. That's what I made don't me think count like that necessarily is extra because if you're working 21 hours a day for consecutive days, that is going to wear on you. But and that where did real po- bullets come in? No matter what, even okay, before you wasn't tired, where did these real bullets come you, in? What they what <laughs> that's happened weird. in the situation is the person that's supposed to check the guns yelled cold gun. You know what that yell means? Yes, the gun is cold. So you know what that's supposed to mean? That you that have means checked it. Not, yeah, they should so have checked So if you it. hadn't checked it, regardless of how tired you were, you don't yell if you respect guns. Exactly. Most of these people probably don't respect no, guns. No, the armor masters, they're all supposed to. That's what, that, this is literally what they do. This is their only job on set. You niggas handle and take care of these. This is y'all whole livelihood is based around the safety of this. This I guarantee you they're doing something else on set. That's probably not that dude's only job. Although I can have compassion for these people that claim they're working so much and there's other jobs, I'm still really concerned about when did real bullets get here? That should be a no, no, no matter what. Even when I picked up Tony's gun, I said, no, empty it. And you checked it and everything. Because that's a no-no for me to pick up a gun and things like 
Just you don't do that. But on a fucking movie scene where you, they use sometimes they real use real live guns. It's not just all props and shit like that. Sometimes they use real live guns. Where who was like real bullets? Yes, please. What what part? You can't be tired. Even if you tired, you know that's a no no. That's what made me think of something a little nefarious going on because you just know intrinsically, no matter how sleepy you are. How do real bullets get on the set? Because you had to load the gun. You had to. Where did these real bullets come from? Guns don't come preloaded. And even if well, he checked it. What I'm more so what I'm more so thinking of, like, I'm looking at it. I don't know what the gun laws in California are like, but I also don't know where they're actually shooting. New Mexico. New Mexico. All right. So probably all gun laws, probably all clear because of where they are. Even so, if it don't matter gun laws, you own, you play plan pretend and you bring the real thing around this bitch. Even like, if it was a fake gun, why are real bullets they here? Had live no, cartridges no, no, go away. When it doesn't seem like the, didn't seem like the movie called for live cartridges or anything of that nature, you brought them in. Like this could have just been as simple as like I said, you're working 21 hours a day, you grab the wrong box, you you sell it. You put the shells in. You didn't check the shells before you did it. You caught cold gun, and that's the that's the end of the day. No, it's like, I feel like it's somewhere on there, especially because like where the, all the rest of the bullets inside of the the six shooter alive. Nah, I don't or was trust it just this the one? story. I Not it was one just the one fucking bit. Yeah, so all of it should have been in there. I mean, it don't take much for you to shoot a gun and realize that you shot a real gun. So even if they had to take multiple takes, because sometimes that happened. That one bullet out of all them blanks was just full. It could have been an honest to God accident. It could have been a malfunction. I don't know. I just know on everybody's part, I think that it's fucked up. And yeah. I don't uh, know. I mean, there's but no. But I think someone needs to be held accountable. There's probably, I mean, probably the master at arms is probably never going to be employable ever again. Oh, I would like to say that. No, but... I would like to say that too. But the nigga that was the assistant director on this film, well, he didn't do anything. I don't I know what he did anything. on the first one. Right. He is technically directly responsible. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's just like. I don't know, man. Like it's I said. all really weird. But I, it's also one of those things where it's just like, I don't think anybody particularly had it out for this particular one woman. It could have been. You never know. You never know what they be doing by. I don't know. So we got it out for Baldwin. So we got it out for this lady. And I hate to say that to be cold, but you just never really know in these industries because we've seen plenty of information seeing how they just take people out willy nilly for whatever the fuck reason they decide. And that's a legend. I'm not saying that's truth. But I don't trust these people other than when you're making the money. Three crew members were on set last weekend told the Times there were two accidental prop gun discharges before Thursday. Mm. What do they mean, accidental prop gun discharges before Thursday? That means people shot the guns by accident or they shot and yeah, there were bullets, but no one got hurt. Oh, at that point, you should just throw all the bullets that you brought there out and went and got That's no crazy. Ones. So that's my. So it's like I don't know, but that also sounds. Like, it's like I don't know what the overall interactions were like, and I don't know if all the. This is the reason why one, when you're working in a professional environment, you should almost always do all of your rapport by emails because if you do them all by emails and not in person, you actually have a running dialogue because it's like the master at arms sends something to. Mm. to the prop people to say hey we need all bullets we ain't got the money for that we just got to figure it out we got to work with the ones that we got yeah no they um said that um 
The rounds were accidentally fired October 16th by Baldwin's stunt double after he was told the gun was cold. Two of the crew members who witnessed the discharge told the newspaper. The film's production company told Deadline in a statement that it was not notified of an official complaint regarding weapons, weapon or um, prop safety on set. And we will be, they said uh, basically a statement and then they didn't um, respond to CNN who had tried to reach out to them multiple times. Yeah, no, as of this point, I mean, you got the key, uh, scroll back up. It's like you got this key thing that almost any industry, you can't trust them when they say it. We will be conducting an internal review of procedures, productions. Production is currently shut down. We will be doing an internal review. When is anything positive or any actual real recompense or any kind of real repercussions come from an internal review? None, but I, that's why I just wanted to say, because it's just, just all of this just seems like so just like. It's just like, like somebody needs to be held accountable. Like, like we gonna throw some money at the husband. We like we gonna pay him like he gonna get paid. He gonna probably get like fifteen million dollars or something like that. No, nah, like y'all, no. Nah, I wouldn't say accept that. Like, we're no, one y'all gotta the, go to jail. Like, we gonna fire the dude. And depending on honestly, depending on how Alec responded <clears throat> and how much control he really had inside the company, I would really need to see like all right what are y'all trying to do because like this non-responsiveness isn't acceptable i don't care about the legal shit if y'all if it was an accident let us all know what happened and let it be an accident because other than that i'm gonna go through hell and high water to like make y'all lives a living hell because what you did is kill my wife and i probably got a little bit of money and with a little bit of money i can make this real uncomfortable and this has already got a lot of attention it's more so the attention. Oh yeah, so that's why I'm gonna keep this with the attention. Like, my money have this attention. Like they got a bajillion dollars, they can fight you in terms of a lawyer thing. Yeah, but that's why I said I got the money and I have this attention because people are upset about this. Like this is crazy. Like, well, this is also coming along with a a number of other protests because people were because there are the entire all the texts for the actual entire like movie industry have walked out because of working conditions. And this is just kind of like everybody quitting. Damn. Further highlights what's going on in like. The- and then you have like a Ruby Rose type situation where she was on the set of Batwoman. She said the set of Batwoman was actually a terrible place to work in. And then a lot of the set people came back and clapped back at Ruby Rose and said, you are absolutely terrible person to work with. And that's the reason why you got fired. But didn't actually dispute the fact that it was also a terrible work environment as well. It's like you, <laughs> you but might for be real, right. You're but trash. You. <laughs> like you asked us like you be sitting up here shouting at people and like it didn't make it any easier to exist inside of this already shitty environment. That's funny. So it's just like this is this is just becoming an overall issue and you know someone gotta pay, but definitely uh I'll be more confident of something happening if this was a union gig, but they particular they particularly avoided union people inside of this one because of the fact that union people cost more and they didn't have the money to do it. Well, so, rest in peace to Helena Hutchins, and and then hopefully, like I said, there's some type of resolution and accountability for the situation. Uh, your kid gonna grow up to be like Batman or something. But on to something <laughs> that's um, movie a little less depressing and. A new I used funny to think word you were that an I learned. Man. 
see. Have you ever felt shubbly? Shubbly. Not too shubbly to have sex. I don't know what the fuck these niggas talking about. Feelings too shubbly to have sex? It's not just you. So it's been recent studies that show that in men and women, that since the pandemic, they're having a hard time, like, um, initiating and being intimate with their partner due to, like, kind of a general level of being unkempt because they didn't have to leave the house, so they just kind of, like, stopped taking care of themselves, so they just look generally disheveled. And then being a sedentary lifestyle added to, like, weight gain... Even when I got, like, I looked at myself in the picture, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Ashley. I still feel pretty sexy. Not like, no, no one can fuck me. It's like, ah, you can still fuck me, but I'm also going to eat an apple afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to burn these calories and then eat a healthy snack. I don't know, man. I just, like I said, I thought about the one time, and that happened when he said some remarks that really made me feel self-conscious. But that was, like, an after effect. You're like, "Uh, no, but... Really feeling like, oh, don't have sex with me. Nah, nigga, sex is too fun to not have it. <laughs> Especially with niggas you fuck with. It's something you really care about. If I don't fuck with you, nah, maybe I'll use the excuse. But if I fuck with you, yeah, give me my schlubby ass. Lift my tummy up. Jiggle it around. Kissy. Well, they said if you have issue with that, you can blame it on the sense of malaise brought on by stress. Uh, yeah, that's nothing new. I feel you, girl. You feel schlubbily. Don't fuck. If you don't feel good. Uh-oh. Me personally, you can get my fat ass or my skinny ass or a mid-sized ass. I don't care. Well, I guess. We fucking tonight. Most of their issue, most of their point is, <laughs> it's less than you like having like any physical changes really and yeah. more of your. Physical perception. Your mental image of yourself, your body image changing and how you perceive yourself. That never, yeah. That's why so I don't think that ever like has been an issue for you. Is like how you perceive you. No, and I like in a major. Like I said, it's definitely been times where I felt low self esteem. But when it comes to fucking, nah, like what? <laughs> it's particular. <laughs> it's particularly the. the uh, <laughs> it's, I guess it's particularly with this freaking <laughs> pandemic. But uh, that's the reason why the day to day thing was actually kind of really important for people to do. Is like I think that's probably where people like waking, making sure you shave and making sure like you take showers every day and you put, make sure you wear clean clothes. You get up, you try and keep that like level of mechanisms, and you try and still go out into the world as much as you can. Yeah, but, which I can understand. I got compassion for people who just didn't feel their best. I don't. I didn't feel my hundred percent best during quarantine. Like as soon as I made they, it best with the way I worked. I made it work with what I had. But as but, soon as they uh, opened up the gym, I started going back to the gym and stuff like that. Cause it's just like I wish I had a quarantine bay to fuck my fat ass. Let's go. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know what that means. I mean, I do, but I don't. Did you feel schlubbly ever, Charles? Schlubbly. Yeah. Oh. I mean, my my overall image of myself is it's never really been the best, honestly. You deserved exactly what you got. <laughs> I didn't get burnt, so it don't matter. It I don't mean you didn't it. deserve it. Right, but I didn't, so it don't matter. Mind your business. But I don't know. My overall self-perception is like just never really been super high. I don't know. There's certain I things I don't like. like. I feel like the but rings also, around my eyes are probably too dark. Uh, 
Uh, you don't got to keep going because the fact that you tell me about the rings around your eyes is very and specific. That has never even crossed my mind. Me neither. Like, there's like. You be looking at it so fairly. I'm a vain person. We know this about Tony. About me. No, I said what I said. No. <laughs> hey, you, Tony. Yeah, Antonio was not a I vain person. What I he is pragmatic. <laughs> I love and then Tony Melbourne is just I, out here to have fun I do like pay attention to how I look and shit like that I, I care about like a good face mask and things like that but it's never in like the context of like damn maybe my the circles under my eyes are too dark and they should be a little if they were a little lighter this would make this would be better well as a light skinned man they just show up more like I like the way I look with I like the way I look with glasses more than I like Look the way without glasses. I still don't think I find found the haircut for me yet. So, for real? All, no. What? I, I've tried the basic fade. I think I should leave my hair there. But if my hair gets too long, it's really unruly. Like I don't never like. <laughs> How do you feel about putting product in your hair? I don't. Well, like maybe that's the thing. It's like so, what do I put inside of my hair? I put in uh. If I'm going to use my new dread sponge, I put some of the proper like locking stuff for that. So it means I can get it to actually spin back up. Because the thing about my hair, if I comb it, it's completely and totally separated. And then it goes out and it's impossible to get like back into tight curls. So, yes, I think about all those things. I just got I started my Dr. Squatch membership. That'll probably be getting here tomorrow. What's that? Oh, soap. That smells good. Like, okay. For the most part, like I hit all the different points. So you're very body conscious. Legitimate, fairly. But mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not, but I also know, like, to a certain degree, like I had this conversation yesterday because, like, my shoulders were too wide to get on some roller coasters. It's just like, yeah, I understand, like, there's nothing I can do about the width of my shoulders. That's never going to change. I'm always going to be tall. It's just like, eh. It's like, I would like to be a two inches shorter. Said no dude ever. Like, yeah, I was gonna say it's, like it's just like, get him to it, Tony. Like, walk him over here. No, I'll, definitely, I'll I've definitely had the tall thing because it never felt like my height was something that everybody was just like, oh shit, for a girl. That's sexy. Until I got older, I'm like, I don't give a fucking, not too much anymore. Oh, but. I've always liked the girls I date to be taller, but that's also because like dating short girls is so cumbersome when you're tall. It's just like I just started to be like, damn, I'm you tall. Know, it's really nothing I could do about this. I don't want to derail this good conversation. What? But y'all talking about tall women made me think about this picture I saw of Meg Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. What she saw? I don't care about that. She was with Partisan. It's a one year anniversary as a couple. Don't care about that either. She had a glass between her butt cheeks with a straw in it. She was bent over it. He was drinking out of it. I want to do that. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything. I, I told y'all that I didn't want to derail the conversation. I, was, you I, was, did, I, I don't want to derail the conversation. <laughs> and but... then proceeded to. <laughs> hey, I, I acknowledge what was going to be happening. But for real, like, it. y'all are going to see what I'm going to do because we're not on camera, but they will. It's just like, when they're real short, it's really annoying to have to be like, I'm gonna come down here and talk to you on eye level. <laughs> also, they they tend to keep that. They tend to think that's very patronizing. No, I don't mind. Take it from I a person who's done it before. Yeah, don't I do don't that. Mind my <laughs> it's just like no, talk to me like talk to me like we're on the same level. Okay. 
All right. Yeah, I don't now that we're on the same level. <laughs> I don't get that opportunity where someone's talking down to me as much, but also, oh. mm, I think my height pretty cool. Uh, but no, I ain't, I'm not about that. Like I felt. Now bad. I'm gonna tell you to sit down while I yell at you. You sit down while I stand here and yell at you. <laughs> like, you're not about to tower over me while I'm upset and yelling. It's just aw. so I can look up at you and be like, "Look what you did to me!" <laughs> no, but also, and but I can't. Yeah, I, I mean, no, none of that. I don't. Have you ever you seen a woman like yell at her husband and have to do, like take the little jumps? I don't it's know. like that would just that when would be Tony. niggas that's like for real shorter than me, like significantly shorter than me, hit on me. That's so sexy. Like, yeah, I'll be clowning that mountain, girl. And they don't give a fuck. You be like, okay. You can't have nothing to say after that. You be like, yeah, all right. Oh. That shit is the greatest I'm, thing in the... For This dude got... Oh, my God. I was getting Chinese food. This nigga honked at me, but I was like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I go and get my Chinese food. He gets out his car to come in and say, I don't know who you are, but you are so beautiful. And I'm like... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> he didn't get a and that's the other nothing. thing. Dudes don't really get that at Nauseam. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony might, but I don't. What? <laughs> it's just like positive reinforcement on the way that you look super hood. Oh. I guess Tony gets a lot more positive reinforcement than I do. I recognized not when I was so you know I was fat in high school. Somewhat. That's Relatively. that's a myth. This it's nigga relatively. said he wore a size 42. There, oh, there's a That's picture. That's not small, but also... <laughs> no, I've seen a picture of you hiding behind people, but I've never seen... That's a myth. I don't refuse to believe it. But like, no, when we take a when, break, I'll show y'all the picture. But, like, it's, when it's Tony really started working at Home, Home Depot, you got thinner as you were working there because you were doing stuff. Yeah, um... No, I, I guess... Women out here weren't super complimentary, but I just don't think that's their style in general. Oh, that's why I keep saying I'm gonna have to move at some point. Um, you be out here talking about Cleveland women like they're literally the absolute worstest. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I mean, if you accumulate like the things that we've talked about, like Cleveland, Cleveland women don't want a dude to take care of them, they want to take care of him. Mm. Cleveland women think it's weird when you don't drive their car. Or pursue them actively inside of their relationship. That's not what we're talking about right now. Um, Cleveland women ain't got no standards. I would say that I probably geared a lot of like the way that I work out and like the, the things that I would focus on in that area so that I could get the compliments. And then also recognizing where I'm at. Like out here, if you're like I. With your height, if all you did was tone your chest and build your arms, women would be all over you. I don't want to. That's not arms. what I'm saying. That's not what I asked you. It's just like. Which, what I told you is how to get the compliments because out here, they women prefer a stockier man. I've like I've had conversations I've had where women were dead ass mad at me when I went to Seattle and came back and was like thin version of Tony. And they're like. Where did you get rid of all of the the muscles and the bigger you? The muscles are here. I'm just toned and thin. No, no, no. No, I like no tiny ass. Yeah, no, I liked bigger toning. Don't call me no more. No, they were still fucking with me. <laughs> but they were definitely like criticizing the fact that I'd lost all of that size and everything like that. They definitely <laughs> want a bigger teddy bear esque 
um, body type. And that is something that is like ubiquitous. ubiquitous out here. But it's just something I know. In Seattle, it's the exact opposite because the lifestyles are completely different. Out here, the lifestyle is more sedentary. You're sitting around, you're eating, but that's like a sign of you have money and things to do because what are the things to do out here? Go to eat. Uh, go, go to, to drink, go to sports game. All those involve sitting around and putting on weight. So you have money to pay for the gym and go do that. You have the money to go do all these things out here. In Seattle, the lifestyle is a lot more active. So if you're just like sedentary, then you ain't got no money. You just sitting in the house. And so they're not. So no, the women out there prefer a much more leaner build and things like that. So those are just kind of like things that I've learned, like living in different places. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, just be brolic, my nigga. Oh, I don't I mean, wanna. I this nigga be trying to give you all the game. I don't wanna. What the fuck do you want to do, Charles? What do you uh, have someone like me for exactly who I am? Oh, that's well, really sweet. That's not, no, no, no. That's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> hell no. Hell no. Fuck that. That's not fair. <laughs> it's just I like, say it was right. I said, no, so fuck rude. that. Do you like you for who you are? Uh, for the most part. That's you not a yes. It. Lying. I mean, there's always things I can well, nitpick about anything. Well, then you can't anything. tell them to like you for who you are if you can't like you for who you I'm are. I'm working on the things that I can't. Well, then you got to wait. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. It's long because you it's can't not be like, like, I'm out I want here her to talking like me to for like who I am. Shit. Nigga, you actively trying to change. So if she like this and you go to something different, she's going to be like, well, what the fuck? Not only that, that's like a childhood romance shit. Like, people oh, no, who I am. Hyped. Nigga, who said you was that great anyway? Like, that's... <laughs> so that was rude. I, I am great. Why is she like no, that? No, not like that. Like, she, like, I am great. That was rude. No. <laughs> How you say not like that? How'd you say who said you because was that great anyway? like dudes be thinking that they just on this tippy-toppy hill, and no, he be telling y'all, like, no, you not, and then you don't want to be nowhere in the middle. Come on, I stop mean, I'm that. Willing to meet, I'm willing to meet in the middle in some capacity. It's no, not no, like, no. Every time he be like, hey, I want you to show, I don't want to. He know how to get a bitch clearly. Yeah, he but bitch at that getter. point, I am so take some advice. <laughs> I am po- I am reeling in these people is just like, but they are attracted to the things that like I don't particularly value. So I mean, the, that don't matter. That don't matter. That don't matter. That don't matter. What do you mean that doesn't matter? It's Be- like you no, literally no, no, no. care no. about something no, about me no. that I don't. I have no, no appreciable no, value. No, that for. don't matter. That matter. You see, and that's where you took it too far. So what you're doing. Is pres- you're like a store, so you're the storefront that is guiding customers to walk in, and now you're like a reverse store though. They come in, <laughs> and you're realistically the customer now, and all the patrons. You decide, all right, well, I don't want to buy this. All right, I don't want to buy this. I don't want to buy this, and then boom, I like this one, and then that's the one you get. You don't gotta take all the ones that engage with you. You use discernment and figure, all right, well, I now have a field of people that I can engage with and I'm speaking to. This is the one that I like. But yeah. But if you don't um, have the field, then there's no one that you can engage with to discern with who you like. You just got whoever you like find randomly on the side of the street. You'd be like, well, I picked you up because I think I like you. Nah, who'd you pick her out of? 
Did she win the gladiator test? I get that. <laughs> that I can understand. Every bitch don't deserve the greatness of you. Not every bitch deserve that. Yeah, it's that gotta be just... like a field and you like to say like, all right. Ash is like my greatest cheerleader, but also my second greatest. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, she said, you're, you're not that great, you're great. Rah, rah, rah. You're great, but also not that great. Now, y'all do it to the point where it's like, y'all really think y'all just way fucking up here. I am well, fucking I fantastic. Understand. And then I got all these things that say, no, 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 no. And then it's like, well, you can't just say no to the feminine things. No. I'm up there. No, see? He just thinks he waves. Uh, and y'all on the same the spectrum. Is your entire your entire sex has put him up there. No, they be out he here put telling, himself up there. They be out here telling him, like, man, yo, you are really pretty. You know what? I'm going to put out a PSA announcement. That's his fault for like, believing in that shit. That's not... Don't what would you do if so, a woman that actually there. walked up to me? Like, your friend Charles put out a PSA of you about you a list of things I'm, not, deserve I'm no longer allowed to call and you. Watermelon fetch y'all. And y'all don't no, do don't shit to get to that point. I, I except know. for just be there. Some of y'all are more luckier than others. I get that. But you didn't earn that fucking spot. No, you didn't. You just sat there. I was like, I'm cute. And I no, treat you the way I would have treat you. Get the fuck the, out of my way. The way that I earned that spot is by existing. All right. My existence justifies the position that I'm in. All right. In. We got to get. We got to break. We got to break. Right. We'll be back. <laughs> See break you guys in a little bit. Again, actually this time, because last week we lied. <laughs> and guess what? Spacebook, space bar didn't work to start it the first time. Ooh, that damn space bar. What a torrid love affair. That's an interesting way of that's an artistic way of putting it. I know. I'm just gonna end up getting probably another keyboard over here at some point because I got away with it. Pretty soon. So I'm supposed to take over at this point. Yeah. Never this ready. Is... <laughs> anyway, continue the conversation that we're supposed to have over all these weeks. All these weeks. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to take a little book. I never read the whole book. I read some of this book. Reading Rainbow. Continue the conversation. Since everybody wants to tell men what they should be, I found a guy who thinks that he might have a good grapple on this. His name is Jack Donovan. Wrote this book called The Way of Men. I'm going to read a few quotes from his book to see if y'all agree with this or don't agree. We'll start with number one. Believes that strength, courage, mastery, and honor are the alpha virtues of men all over the world. They are the fundamental virtues of men because without them, no higher virtues can be entertained. You need to be alive to, alive to philosophize. You can add to these virtues and you can create rules and moral codes to govern them. But if you move them, remove them from the equation altogether, you aren't just leaving behind the virtues that are specific to men. You're abandoning the virtues that make civilization possible. Guess first question. Those four things, strength, Courage, mastery, and honor. Y'all think those are virtues that make a pretty decent guy. Oh, we're talking about good guys. Okay. No, not good guy or bad. I'm well, bad I'm not talking about good as in like you do good things. I'm mm-hmm. talking about good as in like. I guess a metric to measure against between a weak dude and a. Yeah, so because at, at nauseum, I'm like, man, most of these dudes ain't got no honor. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that one. <laughs> it's just like. Or courage. I would say, men today, strength is something anybody could build, but courage and honor and true mastery. 
Those three things. I literally have honor, loyalty, strength, and respect tattooed on my arm. <laughs> RXP, so, uh, agent of chaos. <laughs> yes, I would say. I agree with <laughs> like, um, I was wondering why you were rolling up your shirt. Like, hold on a second. Yeah, because literally all the symbols on my arm represent mm-hmm. one of those uh, things. Pillars. Yeah, one of those pillars. So I'll do, I guess, what he said, strength. Courage, Courage, mastery, and honor. Mastery and honor. I guess I replace respect with mastering. Mm-hmm. I would probably replace uh, mastery with competence, but I think that was, those go hand in hand because I was thinking about that. I feel like that's hand in hand because whatever you choose to do to be a master at it means you have you've to got be to be competent. Yeah, but it's like I guess I set the bar a little bit lower because it's like I don't know. Competence is something that I think is pretty attractive mm-hmm. at nauseum, regardless of man or male or female, just being competent at what you do. Because competence is so rare of an attribute, it's typically not sought after. That's I would true. say I disagree and think that it has to be mastery. Oh, why so? Um, Because while competence is rare, if that's one in... 100,000, then mastery is like one in a billion. Mm-hmm. And you, to be working towards mastery is like a self-acknowledgement that I can never attain perfection, but being comfortable in that. And so I think that that's, I think that's kind of like where I exist. Like I want to be perfect on everything. Pretty sure that it's, that's not going to happen. Like, I just decided that since I'm pretty done with the first book that I wanted to write and yep. finished all the edits and just got to, like, put it back into the formatting um, so it can be read again and I can send it out, I'm going to start writing the other one and not necessarily keep working on world building. I'm going to allow that to come as it does um, because... A part of me was working like, all right, well, you need to master everything. And while I do believe that striving for mastery is great, I think that you need to also be in action. My suggestion for you would be uh, write until world building becomes an issue. And it's just like, mm, I don't know enough about this. And then you do stuff and then you move forward. And yeah, that's the plan now. It's just like. Uh, but I, I mean, Competence implies a minimal level of ability to the well, point where you... I guess if anybody can reach the minimum level, then... Not everybody can meet the minimum level. That's not true. Everybody can. Everybody just doesn't choose to. Not everybody can be competent at everything. It's not really possible. You don't have to be competent at everything, but you can be competent. And I think that most people just choose incompetence because it's easier. And so if... You just make the baseline, the bare minimum that you have to do. I don't think that that speaks to, like, the highest level of man that he's trying to, like, to get at. Oh, I mean. I guess, because it it sounds like he's trying to talk about, like, the the apex traits. And if you say that, mastery is definitely probably more apt description. So, what? Tomato, tomato, really, but. He's probably correct on that one. What do you think, Ash, as a woman? Honor is something that a lot of guys struggle with. Courage is the thing that I think is the biggest fucking issue. 
And then mastery is something that really takes time to develop. And that I don't think a lot of people or just want to put the effort into doing. The reason I say courage is because I feel like don't nobody really want to stand up and do the right thing anymore. It's just more of acquiescing to what feels good as opposed to mm, this don't feel right with me and I'm going to follow this until, and I don't really care about what nobody else has to say. The courage to speak the truth, no matter what, <clears throat> not in regards to just being blatantly blunt all the time, but when you're being asked a question and kind of just skirting to the side or just trying not to, trying to avoid telling the whole truth. Something I think is a big issue. Um, being honorable is something. Believing in the truth and doing the right thing is what I came up on Google. The sense of honor for the inner man inside of y'all is something that's real. Like not being honorable to the things, like just self-deception, first of all, and not being honorable to the things that you hold regard inside of you. Not, like I said, I'm not really a moralistic person, but just self-deceiving and just doing whatever the fuck y'all that some men choose to do and not really giving a fuck about what they leave behind them is totally out of fucking control, in my opinion. And there's no older men to teach y'all the way of how to be respectable and honor and to teach those four virtues for real. So I really don't really have, don't know. There's some out here, but a lot of older dudes ain't really taking the time to teach y'all these kind of virtues. Strength is easy because every nigga want to be strong. I don't know if every person wants to go out to the gym and become strong, but I feel like that's easier of the four to I don't attain think to. He means strength. No, he do. He and... means physical strength. Oh. Yeah. Cause that's y'all just stronger than women. So if y'all ain't got that going for you. <laughs> I mean not every single dude is gonna be stronger than every single woman woman. So I mean but if they I, use didn't, I didn't take him super literal when it came to strength. Yeah, no, he he basically was like, no, being strength and cultivating your body is one of the important things about being a man. And I get it if it's some more so men that ain't just physically inept, but then at that point you got to play to another strength that you have if if it's not physical. And that that's my personal thing. Oh, but but I say I would say you definitely are correct with the courage thing, like. Courage and plot is implicated in a lot more things than a lot a lot of people actually feel like it is. Because I think it takes courage to to be willing to start something and be bad at it and work to be good. Because courage is required for mastery. I remember one of my friends saying like, because remember with the whole Haitian thing about how they was whipping people at the border and yep. things like that. And he was like, see, I told you, they coming for us. I'm like, I wish nigga would come to my fucking door and try to whip me out. Like, he was thinking, I think his uh, train of logic was that one day they were all going to take over and try to make us slaves again. I'm like, I wish nigga, I wish a fucking well, asshole still... would. And then no I was like, you had to change your contact information. You got these <laughs> wild people texting. It's just like. So I'm like, what are you going to do when they come to your door? I'm going to move to Canada. Shit like that. Like, you hear, you just be like, you just gonna give up that fucking easy. And I maybe he was like, joking you, or not. But in my fucking mind, I'm like, you ain't got no fighting you. <laughs> you are, I mean, as of this point, it's just like, they gonna come for us. I mean, it's just like, you gonna do anything about it? No. So what the fuck are you bitching over here for? Like, that don't make no sense to me. Like I said, even the courage. They don't want you a candidate either. <laughs> even like I said, just 
courage to live from the fucking heart, man, regardless of what that might look like to somebody else. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just... You see a lot of wimpiness going on. And you just not just be like, you a dude. Not not in the whole, not in the type of way where you're seeing like women keep talking about, well, you ain't got this, this, and this. That makes you not courageable. That stuff don't really matter to me so much on the material games. But when you see something not going on that you don't agree with and you choose not to do anything, that's a courage issue. Living from this space of really getting to know who you are and slowing the fuck down and seeing who you are at face value. That to me is real courage. Cause if you get to know that space, then the rest of the outside world won't really matter. Things like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I agree. Um, that sparked a topic for me that I'm going to probably say for next week. Um, okay, okay. I'll give y'all a preview. Uh, it's going to be talking about, um, and no women that hate men mm-hmm. and how we reconcile the fact that a lot of those women become single mothers and raise young boys and what that looks like eh. okay next quote Two seconds, but Okay, do y'all believe in the book he says there's a difference between being a good man and being good at being a man? In the book, he kind of talk about how bad men and the bad boy archetype is more celebrated. And he was saying not because they're good men, it's because they're good at being men. More so attaining goals, being straightforward, going after for what they want. Do y'all think it's a difference between being a good man and being good at being a man? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I probably existed in that being the, good at being a man mm-hmm. for quite a while, where yeah. it's just like you, you do what you say you're gonna do. The, the things you say are gonna happen generally do happen. You're pretty like okay, with straightforward this. with like your wants, desires, and like achieving them, and like getting things and like even in the way like when I know that I want to deal with a woman like I'm generally like like I want to fuck with you like I want to engage and see how this is going and, and or spend time with you or just like I like your personality and I want to spend time with you and hang out and see what's up like but I'm generally pretty straightforward in that regard um so I think that's allowed me to prosper in that area where it, it definitely is more like Oh, those are qualities that I like in a man where it's on like a base level. He's determined, he's ambitious, he has focus, he has drive, he has like commitment and dedication. Whereas you might not see those in what some people would call the good guy Mm -hmm. who is a little more preoccupied with not to sound harsh, but like how other people feel about shit. Then. Yeah. I stereotypically hate calling myself a good guy because I don't know any good guys who actually are. Who I don't know any people who say they're good guys who are actually good guys. They are doing these things because they believe that they are checking off boxes. Thus that should get them given results. And. That's not how this works. 
either you're good or you're good for the sake of being good. But I think that the that good guy motif usually I feel like the guys that put it on the good guy motif usually are upset because the results that they want aren't bearing out. True. I mean, to a certain degree, like. But I think that's because they don't present the qualities of what a man is. They're trying to present the qualities that they think a woman likes. Oh, women say that they want a man to listen to them. And so they're the listening person. They're the one that's like doing all these things that they've heard that women like care about and find important. And the man is like, well, these are my priorities. So I'm going to do all these things. And and they're doing them to satisfy those giving conditions and not because those are naturally who they are. So I mean, they're really not that dude. They're listening because they think it's going to get them a given result. Yeah, you can feel it. I mean, fakeness. they can be that dude. Sometimes they are that person inside themselves, but. I don't think that that lends to like presenting the qualities of like you being a man because you're still you're operating in a place of what does she want and how do I present those things to her instead of who am I who am I and how do I present that to her yeah both sides seeming to be more selfish the other one is just really good at hiding it the other one is not trying to hide their selfish intent the first one is definitely trying to hide their selfish intent the other one's like no this is what this is but they both have the same quality i'm not really doing i'm doing this out of self-preservation for real it's just one is really good at hiding it than the other one that's what i've noticed like nice guys pretend like they want, but really it's fulfilling that I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I've yeah, been with both of them some... and niggas was like, well, how come the bad news? I'm like, I've gotten rid of both of y'all. It didn't really matter to me. I just knew the level of this ain't right for me. I don't know what the fuck going on with the good guy and the bad boy. Both of you niggas <laughs> are not really here to for real cultivate something for real from the heart. It's just this automatic because you don't know any other way. Actually, I really believe that people do know the way. They just don't want to put the work in or choose that simple task of choosing what would be better in the long run. Oh, I mean, to to a certain degree, there's this level of courage, just cold calling. It's just like, hey, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Or just so many people are so terrified of rejection to the point where it's just like, hearing a no is going to, like, you're going to hear like a billion no's before you hear yeses. Which is cool. I mean, I know, I don't know. I'm not a dude, so I don't get rejected as much as y'all do. But <laughs> it's a. I'm not gonna lie. It's a little bit jaded at some points in time, but I feel like at some point you just gotta get over it. I feel like guys set themselves up for nose and rejection. Yeah, like what do they do? They're persistent. <laughs> And what <laughs> they keep going after the no or they keep not even that like, they don't follow cues so when you know a no about to come kind of like if you're talking to a woman and you're the one that keeps coming up with conversation she's responding to you she's giving you conversation but you're the one that keeps sparking it she's not interested in you if she's interested in you be silent and she'll start saying something to re-engage you. 
That's how you know that she wants to continue talking to you. Most men don't do that. They just word vomit and speak to women. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, well, she said no. Hmm. At any point, did you give her a chance to like indicate that she was interested in this conversation where like she kept it going? Mm-hmm. No, but she was responding. That's called being polite. That's not being interested. And it's probably safe for her to be polite because niggas kill women. So when you're talking to me, I'm going to be polite to you. Yep. So I think typically the nice guys will be out here popping off to you. Yeah, and so I think <laughs> that's the, always the sad because thing. Because they're upset because why un- I did all the things that I was supposed a, to do. Yeah, exactly. Because they feel like operating they're with a woman is now. like a video game where, oh, I did all the things a woman said she wanted. No, you did all the things that a woman, you're right. You did all the things that a woman said she wanted. But those aren't the things that a woman really wants. Like, what you going to say you want is like, Ah, she got to be a freak in the bed and all these other things. And that's not the things that you really want. You want the woman that's going to be supportive and that has a lot of these other nuanced qualities that you're not really going to articulate when people ask you that question because most people don't know how to articulate the thing that they really want. They don't even know what they really want. So you no, sh- I don't. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so no. Sometimes I still... Sometimes you stick your toe in the water and be like. No, most people have no idea what they really want. So it's a lot of, all right, I'm going to go over here and speak to this person. Or I've decided that I feel this way and I'm unwilling to fail in a manner that isn't a no. Like with the woman um, that a woman I was speaking to, I, uh, she told me about when I first started engaging with her. She told me, you're going to, uh, we're going to be friends. And then she started handling me like I was going to be just a friend. So I had to kind of let her know. I'm not trying to be just a friend. And that's not the area that I'm looking to be in. And so I was willing to stop engaging with her because, hey, no, no, we're not doing this. So since that's what you want to do. I'm done with this. It was cool engaging with you. I hope you uh, have a wonderful life. I'm I'm done with this. That brought her to back to engaging with me on a level that I wanted to be engaged on. Nice guys aren't going to operate in that fashion because they're like, well, I want to be your friend and be in this area and then I'm going to operate out of this area and then become like her boyfriend. Right, something is better than nothing. But she's already told you where she's going to put you if you continue to operate in this fashion. You are a friend. And now you've decided that that should be different. And then now you're mad because you feel entitled to something. Don't do any of the things. Do what you want to do. Only when you want to do it. And sometimes that'd be nice and she'll like it. And then sometimes it'd be something selfish and she'll be upset about it. But what she'll respect is the fact that, hey, he, him. And so I think a lot of, I see a lot of nice guys. And then they'd be mad. Hmm. I only only know one in particular that I'm still necessarily around that kind of fits that quality. But I mean, I don't hang out with them like actively, but like I've in my 
circle, I probably don't have any like people that operate like that. But like well, ages in life, like two. I've moved around and like I can, well, maybe like two. Like I think we we arrived at about the same. What did the same name? Uh, what? Same name? Same. What do you mean, same name? Well, I, I can't give you more than that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, same name. Why he's so wild? Do they both have the same name? Oh my god! Why did he specify? He don't do Why you specify anything? He said over here. Well, well I, the answer to that is no. I realize Charles won't be giving the fuck for real. <laughs> oh, I typically don't say anything on here that I probably wouldn't say to the person's face. No, I mean I would say it, but I just would prefer them not to hear it first. If <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, I mean, yeah, like sure, I'd have the conversation. I feel like most people understand me well enough to the point where I, they know. And I honestly, don't. I only think one of them would take it offensively. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if we can have a conversation off mic. But, but you know, I, I don't think that like men's level of entitlement leads to their level of being jaded. They feel like I have all the things or I've done all the things or I've hit all I, the check boxes. Yeah, and it's like Yeah, it's that logical part of young body was like, well, these boxes are checked. Well, I admit it. <laughs> wow, I was like that. And, and like then it was just like, this is not well, this isn't leading to me actually being happy. You know what? Something that's like the funnest thing for me to do? Like, when I first moved to California, um, my homies told me about this thing called Moco Space. I don't know if you have ever heard of Moco Space. Mm-mm. It's like a ratchet MySpace. I would just go in there and create profiles without pictures of me for real and just talk to women. And like some women would give me conversation and some women would shoot me down. But it was more about just the level of just like engagement on like on mass. It's something I heard from a nigga that was in a club. He was like, I speak to... He's like, I'm one of them niggas that's going to holler at a hundred women. Because, shit, you holler at a hundred of them, one of them going to bite. <laughs> that's all you need. That is a real... That's honestly true. You're right. I can't even be mad at that logic. Like, the ratio is in your favor at that point, yes. <laughs> you you go end yeah, up with something cool. Something. You're going to be fine. So, but I took that and not necessarily looking to, like, take something home from the club because I'm not... I'm In person, I'm shy. So I can't do this in person. But on the computer, it don't really matter. So I, there's no picture of me. And so I just engage. They'd be like, you ain't got no picture? No. I don't like putting pictures online. Mind your business. We just talking. Mind your business. Who the fuck are you? Like, yeah. You said you was just looking for a friend anyway. Why, why, why do you care what I look like at this point? <laughs> at this point, we were just having a conversation. Mind your business. We ain't gonna worry about it. But it was for more ASL, for me. It's just bitch. like, <laughs> yes, I want to talk to you. No, I don't want to talk to you. No, I'm not fucking with you. No, I'm not. No, you're not cool. Just like getting like a widespread of like no's. And then also, yes, it's just like let you know that, hey, it's less you and more just people. individual people. People yeah. are individuals. This is not personal. And you have to operate on a level that treats it as such, because once you start to internalize it, that's when you, you get, get upset. Jaded. Yeah. No, I get that there's sometimes that people aren't people. It's like people, women can actively lead you on. Niggas can be actively leading you on and doing things like that. And then no, people aren't being people. 
they're, they're, they're doing something manipulative to like obviously further this hurt in this situation. But treat it on a case by case basis. But yeah, you got to do it like case by case. As but, much as like, as much as you want to say women are trash or dudes are trash or dudes are dogs or whatever you want to call it, at nauseum, people are people and people are going to be trash in some capacity or ways. You know what I dislike? What? When you're talking to someone who is staunchly inside of the liberal, woke, not even necessarily woke, but liberal, LGBTQ+, plus, like, I'm a woman or I'm a man that um, views things a specific way and I see, like, all men are trash. And when you be like... Uh, there's a little nuance in that. They're like, well, if you don't get that, you're clearly not an ally. And it's like... <sighs> Bitch, we is not on Instagram. This is not... <laughs> why do we have... Why are you this person? But <laughs> it's... That one. And so there's things like that. It's like, but sir... Oh. Um, men, there aren't all... You're a man. And you're like, no, nah, but men in general. But sure, I can understand that we're speaking in general, but... If we always speak in general, we don't ever like look. We're never to, like, diving into this as any type of. We're never actually. You're mm, never going to get the level of thought that you want to actually. Not take even place. that. After that, me as a man that's on your side gets tired of being shit on after a while. Just like I can imagine white people who always have to be shit on when they're trying to be inside of a a black centric movement. Yes, I know black white people are trash, but can we have some nuance? White people that do this are pretty trash. Like, I get that I'm supposed to know that, but the fact that y'all continuously do this, like I'm not here, is also offensive. It's just like you transformed your political views into an internal like this is me. Yeah. No, this is and not so you. Because like, you that were level born of like this, men are trash born, or women are trash. Like, you Republican, you Democrat, you feminist, you this, you woke. You're not born with that. Someone gave you these ideologies. You decided to go along with it. But really, your political stance on anything, whether it been feminism, the political parties that we got here, that don't really mean shit. Because if it failed tomorrow, what would you have? You still have you. It's like you're not going to die because this given movement. Like, right. The, the thing about a, like every single movement. It's just like at nauseum. What happens when you actually achieve the thing that you're trying to achieve? Do you stop? Right. Just subsisting. Right. So what do you do after that? You find another fight like to pick movement, with some random group. Get the fuck out like of my face. This movement has stopped. It's just like I'm a part of this group. All right, you're a part of this group now. Now you guys have achieved completely and totally equal rights. Every single company. All the war stopped. stopped. Let's say the patriarchy be like, you know what? You right. Women. We are equal ground. What else you going to have after that? What are you going to have if you don't have your political It's like you got your That's hobbies. And it's just like, if this was your entire life, is this what you were consumed with? You should have a level of completeness and so on and so forth. But you're probably just like, these things aren't personality traits. And it's I guess that's the primary are, thing. It don't matter when you don't have anything and this shit hits the fan or it collapses and then feminism ain't the fucking shit no more. And then there's some new enemism, whatever. Like, what are you going to have? You're going to have you at the end of the day. And I bet you on the fucking fundamental level, that shit really don't matter to you. What matters to you, you want to be loved, accepted, want to be admired or adored in some type of way. That's what really matters. So bringing your political shit to a personal conversation with a man or woman that you're trying to get to know 
is a fucking huge red flag that you ain't really did that much work on yourself for real. For you to be like, yeah, you know, what you think about this? And then they tell you, I'd be like, ah, whatever. Because I'm not trying to get that no that part of you. That's, I don't mean shit to me. If you still over here trying to tell me about white people and what the fuck they need to do, nigga, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I That's a huge I mean, and, red flag. If and, a nigga's talking about what white people need to do. And all honestly, <laughs> like, what do you, it's nice to understand, like, what roles that, other people can do pro- if some if a white person were to walk up to you and like what can I do to fix this situation all right I got that off the top of my head but at the end of the day it's just like me thinking allowing myself to obsess about that isn't necessarily going to change particularly anything exactly. that's kind of the reason why I don't like the ashy fake deep people is just like what is going on in your house what are you doing if you still sitting at work angry on your Instagram making posts or fucking marching in your houses and fucking shambles nigga that's backwards as fuck i'm not gonna trust none of what you have to say on anything at this point we find out that you got this all this other shit going on and you still hate women or whatever the fuck your case may be get the fuck out of my face like if a nigga in my face tell me about what white people need to do and what black people even what you tell me what black people need to do i just don't care the <laughs> like, black woman needs the to black bow down woman is over here not get the support, fuck shut the you need fuck. to support your man <laughs> you support, your, support man. your man all these donate single women out here is a real problem if you don't go get <laughs> your ass at home get the fuck out of my face it's just like all you single brothers hey brother did you pay your child support this month i ain't paid it's out of six years i bro. remember this dude bro, bro. literally just asked me the question like he was like hey how you doing and i ignored it are you a single mom i'm like nah <laughs> he was like good job i'm like fuck you how about that <laughs> get out of my face it's no, like, no, why, why are you co- asking me this where did you come from why does this matter why, why does, does it this matter? matter to you looking for a fight what i'm supposed to be like what if i happen if i say yes i know them niggas you looking for a fight you looking for someone to blame for something like, which is cool what am i supposed to not me <laughs> honestly at that point, what do you think I'm supposed to do? Am I supposed to stay inside this toxic-ass relationship and, like, poss- that possibly could be abusive and just not be as... And, I'm supposed to support my man. Or am I supposed we'll to be like... No, we've done that. Or that if I get divorced... Not okay. <laughs> like, give up my child to, like, child services because it's like, I can no longer parent this creature. Yeah, fuck that. I Any nigga not talking about what he doing in his life, whether he's successful, the things that he's learned, you ain't really got shit to do with me for real. You still worrying about the external. I ain't got time for that type of guy. I got time for the niggas like, I'm really trying to really work on myself and improve in these areas. And, you know, I've got these things that I'm working on and this is successful. And, uh, be honest, nigga. I don't have time for all that shit. We don't have time anymore, okay? It's just like, I don't know. I got so much other stuff. And a lot of the things that are about me, it's just like, like, yeah, in general, I'm pretty left inside of these things, but there's certain things that just kind of irk me when people take on archetypes as personality traits. Like, and then, like, a lot of times these do, a lot of things are just kind of, like, confusing because, I don't know, I do believe that you should do house cleaning and nauseam before you actually start worrying about other people because it's just, like, when you got people who are hurting your message within your organization, that probably does 10 to 20 times the damage that just like one dude from the outside saying, yeah, I hate gay people. Fuck. Yeah. When you got somebody like RuPaul over there looking like trans (laughs) people can't do drag racing. Why? Cause you're women now. I just, I remember saying, and I'm going to go back and I had to really think about this. 
when I was talking about how maybe you should get your insights first, the inner internal, right, before you start actually leading the people. And then I remember what y'all was saying, well, are you asking people to not do anything? And then it kind of culminated from all our conversations, realizing that you really can't move forward without bumping your nose or failing in some way. And that's when I realized, like, damn, is it your intention that matter the most as you moving forward? The intention that you have, regardless of where you at on your level, whether you're the master or at the beginning. And I realized, no, you still got to move forward and you still got to fail in some way and learn from the failures and keep going. I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, oh yeah, that's what that's where I brought that up from. Because in an internal, your anger going to be misguided and it's not going to come from a sense of truth. It's just going to be, well, I'm angry about this, but you're really angry about, you know, not talking to your dad or, you know, someone died that you never... It could be a myriad of whatever the fuck things that's just unresolved, but you still channeling that anger and that hate or something directly. And it's not, it's not ever going to have real longevity for real because I'm under... Not the impression, but I know wholeheartedly that if it's not built on truth, it's going to collapse, period. It's nothing that's going to be able to save it because what else is there to save? Nothing. You didn't build this up for it to fall because truth wasn't there. It wasn't built out of concrete, nigga. It was built out of sand or oh. fucking plastic. But the reason why I said something specifically about knowing what you want other people to do if they offer you to help fix your situation is like the Black Lives Matter thing. Mm-hmm. They got to the White House and they asked like hey what policies do you believe that we should we could put forth to uh fix these problems that you're having and they said we want people like us and it's just like that is an unactionable thing that you just came to me it's just like well there goes that that's the end of that movement and now the movement's over and And there was no move and i'm wholeheartedly seeing where masculinity is being branded as this harsh you go after whatever you want thing because that's all we ever see from from what they think masculinity is supposed to be. That's what's highlighted. Yeah, argumentative, you know, brute force without really having to care about anything else that's led in you. Is that another one of the quotes? Uh, One of them is about violence. Violence isn't isn't the only answer, but it's the final answer. I brought this one up because I wanted to know how y'all felt about when things ain't going y'all way. Or now people just want more kindness and more we should all be kind and we should all invite people in inclusivity and all these things that really seem to pander to your emotions but at the same time when someone's coming to your house you don't want to give them kindness so I guess how y'all feel about violence being something that's seen as like not so much not necessarily but we trying to avoid it at all, not at all costs. Wouldn't say that. I mean, in nauseum, I would say we should try to avoid violence where we can, not seek it out. Mm-hmm. But when violence comes to you, you don't really have too much of choice but to reciprocate with said thing. I guess more so like stamping out um, violence altogether. <clears throat> like we don't want to see our little boys like fight each other or anything like that. I, but I don't think that he's necessarily talking about what I get from it is more like that the last part that he said that violence isn't the only answer but it is the final answer and I think that that is true I think that for a man there are certain things and certain lines that you have to be like if this then there are physical repercussions for that Mm -hmm. there are 
just specific non-starters that no, you don't cross that line or also things that you're willing to take it to that level for to achieve. And I don't think that they are things that are common or that happen on the day to day. But if they did, you would always be fighting people. Yeah. But I, but I do think that that level of like finality needs to be inside of you. You have to be prepared. Yeah. You have to know that. All right. So it could be, if you have honor, if you have commitment, if you're all these other things as a man, like he says, then at the end of it, you can't like, you can't fold it. You can't crumple it. Like, so no violence isn't the only answer. Sure. I'm going to try and find all the other ways to uphold these values in the face of everything without violence. But at the end of the day, violence is not off the table to maintain these things and maintain myself. Mm-hmm. So, and so I think it's more of that. And I don't think that in this society, more to like what you were saying, that I don't think in this society that that level of like willingness is valued or even like broadcast. But I think that has a lot to do with like where we stand as a society where there's like this overcorrection into like feminism or I think there should be a balance where it's like we want to do all these women celebratory things which I think are amazing but I think that if you really want to build a culture of change you have to do celebratory things for young boys as well that show them what it looks like to operate inside of themselves, but also in society. But we don't do that. It's like, no, nah, we're not going to give y'all nothing because y'all are boys and men have been running the world forever. So y'all don't really need nothing. Y'all got enough. Y'all get just because y'all are a man. Yes and no. We all get because we're a man. Sure. Like, all white people are privy to white privilege. That is true, but inherently a misleading statement because while I'm, while there are certain things that yes, go my way because I'm a man, that doesn't negate any of the problems or issues that I may face in my life. Like, because life is going to life, no matter who you are. It just makes certain things easier certain things more difficult like but it's hard for me to say like ideally inside of a world where you guys want men to be a particular type of way you guys kind of have to uplift that ideal at some point because it's like trying to make something or trying to like make a figurine or something without a mold you're not going to ever get what you want. Oh, you have a much nicer way of saying it. Oh, <laughs> now I was going to say it's like an abusive relationship. It's like you keep punching me in the face and telling me to act better and fix my attitude. I don't know how I'm really supposed to act. Um, Fix your face. What's wrong you with my face? Me for real. So um, can we deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't fix shit that's going on with me because all you're doing right now is attacking me. There's There's, like, you're not giving me anything that's actually actionable. Yeah, be no, you just different. But how so? Will be more like I can honestly 
one man can't fix the patriarchy because I don't have enough power. Like, I was just thinking about shit, just like, and today, it's like, how do you approach a woman? Hi. No, no, no. What? Um, sure. You can say hi, but then there's a group of women that are right now like, what do you feel gave you the right to just like go and invade her space and speak to her? Oh, for both people. I mean, I'm not going to artificially. See, the thing is, I'm not going to artificially <laughs> generate things. And like, I, there is a level of being respectful. And I'm not saying like, I'm just going to walk over there and be like, smack her on her ass and be like, hey, what up, girl? Yeah, that's disrespectful. But, but just it's say like, hello. They don't have that level of nuance inside of their, their movement. So it makes it precarious for a man who is like, if all of you. I've, I talk to women. There's no sign that says I'm a feminist that is completely staunch and I'll react negatively if I feel like a man is coming on to me and I want to be the one that is fully in control of my choices and like dynamic and decision. Well, that's the thing. Dynamic and choosing and picking and speaking up or I'm a <clears throat> feminist, but I also like some of the courting mechanisms or I'm not a feminist at all. And I like when men come and speak to me or I don't like when men, I'm not a feminist, but I also don't like when niggas talk to me at all, period. I don't have a sign for any of you and y'all don't wear signs. Oh, so I mean, generally since the way it's built in society right now, it's like you do the smallest thing and it's like, Oh, you're a creep. Oh, you're insistent. You're possessive. It's like, so at what level is it just a polite approach? It's an individual thing. Just like we kind of said earlier, it's a case by case basis. If they don't like it, I don't have to interact with you ever again. So thus, I don't care. True, it's an individual approach, but I guess it makes me want to opt out of approaching it in general. To a certain capacity, but I also know like... I feel like the women of the movement need to start pursuing men like more actively and like being open. Like if, if it's going to be a thing where like, because there's like a conversation to be had about like women feeling like unsafe. Yes. And I can also understand like some dude coming up to you and you not being, you're not feeling okay with just say, I don't want to talk to you because you don't know if he's just going to pop. Yeah. Off Cause you're like, you're rather tall and a bigger guy. And so, Oh, yeah, I get that all the time. If you just say hi to a woman, sure, you might be taking it as I'm just saying hi, but. But I'm also like, I'm big. I got this giant as high. Yeah. You could break me into 30 pieces, probably. <laughs> or you could just drag me off and do something crazy. And so it's like. It's just like, I'm not going to say. like a lot of those levels of like, all right, well, if you guys are introducing all this nuance that y'all want us to have and consider when engaging with y'all. But I also don't want to throw all these asterisks onto the conversation. Where is the level of. Like culpability, yeah, inside of like working with us inside of this situation. Like, it's like, all right, well, here are all these things that you guys need to be considerate of. All right, got it. So, most of the things that we consider say that we shouldn't speak to you randomly, but y'all don't want to talk to us randomly either. 
So do we just stop speaking in general forever? Like, where does this, how do, because y'all want us to talk to y'all. So how does this situation move forward? And so I guess it's some of my questions like that, that are inside of like. There's no easy solution for, and it's just like, so, hi. It's like, optimally, I would walk up to you, particularly as a group, because everyone feels safer in groups. I guess they go back to the courage thing. I mean, what's she going to do you to do so you can fight her off if she start getting crazy? Well, but no, I'm not like. <clears throat> but oh. if I'm saying if a man really feels like he has this issue, then at that point, that's where I would say like, oh, courage is now a fucking problem because not. I feel like the media is trying. The media successfully made y'all think that we can't. Now it's unsafe to really engage with each other. But. I don't see these. I don't see what they keep saying on TV about how these masked women doing. Maybe that's a white woman thing. I don't fucking know. But when I walk around and look at my daily reality, I'm not seeing a lot of women being like this. So I've never had one snap on me. Yeah. So we don't see this. Like you get the nose. Like oh no. Like I don't see this. Tony's probably had one snap. Uh, Well, the conversation I was saying about the what if you're talking about like how we're talking about. people say all men are trash and you kind of like trying to bring nuance and them like being like, oh, well, if you don't get it and you be like, oh, why are you a living man? No, that was a person that I had a conversation, a black woman. And that's like a constant for you. Well, yeah. I like mean, men that's are, normal. Like tra- every bitch I run across. Tra- no, the men are trash thing is an actual. The men are trash thing I can say, like the, you'll see that on social I mean, media. No, it's not even social media. I've had I, women say, I don't know what the fuck going on over here. Nah, for real, for real. But you don't but kick it around women that much. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a constant depending on where circles you hang around in. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, yes, it was a constant. But it's um, just like... When I'm, nece- let's say, if I'm like working woman who's not necessarily like... Focused on that 100%. I'm just going to say well read. Um, because... It's it's shitty to say, but if you have a nine to five and that's what your life consists of, then you're kind of on like a short lease and you don't really have a lot of other things to focus on. Whereas like if you're affluent, these are issues that you can focus on. If you're in college, these are issues that you can focus on. So that's why like for me, so for five years, yeah, I ran into lots of women like this was a concern. And just recently was that last conversation I had like a week ago. Mm hmm. With like and like you know the person. Oh, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and so like it's and so for me it's not like it's just like depending on which sphere you decide to operate in is oh. if you're going to come across them. Like I've met. Women, I don't actually choose to hang out with them because that's not fun. I've met women <laughs> or I've met people that don't want to have relationship with cisgendered males. I've I also met people don't who, call me that. Stop saying that. Don't say that shit no more. It's not like you said. Don't say that shit no more. I will get up and hit you every time. I'll throw something. I'll pelt you. I'll start pelting you. Don't say that shit no more. I decided. Oh my god! What I decided is since trans people and the LGBTQ community gets to choose and self-identify with the labels that they want, that does not mean that they get to then place one on me. That means that I I can choose to self-identify as just a plain. Man and male, period. The end. <laughs> not this cisgendered male. That no, I don't like give a, a fuck slur. about that. I'm not saying you can't decide to give me a label when your whole fight is, hey, we don't want to be labeled. We want to be allowed to choose who we are. Then don't fucking decide who I am. He's a cis. Ew. 
Oh. I'm sorry, that was just a random thing. I was driving no, no, one day I, and it, I had no, no, that hit that hit a very sis. particular moment. Yeah, M- like uh, I was driving one day and I just decided on it. And I was like, I'm not doing this no more. And I don't know why I had that random thought while I was driving. But you're Tony, you just be out there poking. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, Fuck just, that for real. I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. So no, I'm a m- male. If you call me a cisgendered male, I'm going to correct you. That's so fucking nasty. I'm going to correct you from now on now. Cis who? Just because you Which don't get to identify or label me if I'm not allowed to do so for you. I respect your boundaries and your choice for identity and things like that. So please respect mine. But I'm not doing that no more. That's oh. just trash. Well, and I mean, you don't just get to change what I am because y'all have a whole movement and now I'm something brand new. Well, it, it's kind of an interesting conversation because by adding that, you are technically excluding yourself. If, say you transitioned over to a male. It's like, well, I transitioned over to a male. So that means you just want to be known as being a male now, correct? Yes. So by adding, I am a cisgendered male, like you are actually adding a barricade between the two of us inside of a way. Because you're saying, I am different from you, but what you're, but you don't want us to be different. But it's the connotation behind cis, because now it just sounds like. Yeah, like. It's an abbreviation. Make- they don't make it sound like, oh, oh yeah, it's definitely used it as like, sound like yeah. a it's kind of weaponized. It sounds yeah, like no, they, they, a, yeah, they weaponize it. And I'm so we can play these games and I got a lot of word weapons too. <laughs> it's just like, like, <laughs> like I can be real PC and nice, or we can both throw the stones and I guarantee my feelings don't get hurt. It's <laughs> just like I don't I decided val- I don't want this. I don't value but it wasn't your because opinion my feelings enough. were hurt. When y'all were doing it, it's because I thought about it. I was like, this don't make sense logically. I'm not going along with it anymore. How did they just get to decide that I was something and I didn't sign up, agree, say I was, and say, yes, y'all just started calling me it, but y'all don't want me to do that to y'all. No, that's just logic. I don't feel a way. Yeah. I mean, and there's people like, out there that feel exactly how Tony feel and speak about it, which those are the, with me if you want to. Those are the men that keep getting stamped down and you see in the media where they'll just start randomly calling them like white supremacist or they transphobic. They got that whole little list, transphobic, homophobic, whatever the fuck that list is that they say. And now they programmed even future generations or the current generation now to be more pliable because now you see what happens when you're trying to speak up against That's these exactly. things. And it's not like courage is being acknowledged no more. Your submission is and your agreeableness is now. But I just, I can't, I can't vibe with nobody that's staunchy. Like, I you know. mean, I, that don't, that don't work for me. And that don't let me know that you really ready to fight when it's time to fight. Because like I said, when those things get out of hand, where now we affecting children with your personal political ideologies and this shit's starting to seep over to where now it's being brought over into schools. Now this is the right way to be or it's fucking wrong. That's what I'm talking about where courage needs to be implemented. And I get it. It's plenty of people out there that are saying like, no, this is not right. And they are being stamped out because they just don't have the power right now for it to be a, a fair playing ground. I'll say that much, but for people just to roll over and just be like, yeah, you know, I don't give a fuck. Even if you don't agree with it or not, I'm not saying to be passionate about it if you don't feel like it, but that courageousness part to say, mm, this ain't really right, and I'm going to say something about it. I don't know. It's pretty admirable. I believe people should just be treated how they kind of want to be treated at nauseum. And, like, that's fine. Uh, like, I don't I don't agree with that one no more, only because that's kind of, for me, the other way of saying like if you do good good to come on to you no 
I thought for a very long time I was a good person and then got shitted on. So I'm like, oh, this good person thing ain't really working for me no more. I don't want this. <laughs> so well, I think that's another way to say that. So I don't believe in being treated how you want to be treated. No, I'm not doing it's just I believe that people should be treated how they want to be treated. I'm not doing that for you. I do that because that's a pillar of what I want. But I believe my beliefs aren't for you. My beliefs are for me. I support your belief. I just just disagree. I believe in treating people the way that they um, treat other people. No, I don't care about that either. Um, I treat people the way that they have warranted to be treated from me. Like, I'm going to let you earn whatever treatment you get. Now, if you operate with me in a fashion that is like with compassion and amenable and we can like have discussion and be open and like operate in a normal, like healthy way, then that's the way that I'm going to treat you. But if you come to me and you're antagonistic and you're aggressive, I don't care which community that you belong to. That's the same energy that I'm going to give you because respect the thing that I've talked about, it's not something that is just given. It's something that's earned. It's something that is lived in. It's something that you continuously do. And it's something that is not just like a precursor because you exist. If that was a thing, then we would have never had a lot of the problems that we've if, had. If that was a thing, then we would just be on boats and like walking around barefoot, floating around, eating fruits off of trees and never created fucking credit and all these other mechanisms for right, human society. Because leads- when we first existed, that's all there was. And we could have stayed like that. But what we decided was, hey, let's choose credit. So since we chose this, like, let's not play games and be like, oh, well, you have to be super altruistic. No, but you opted into this. And so there's a certain level of like unfairness, unfairness I mean, that you're okay with. I mean, what I will say is like, as of this point, it's not like we can opt out of this very easily. It's That's like, not true. I watch shows where people choose to opt out and just go live on the land. They go build stuff and figure out how to survive during the winter. And niggas is living in like, like I want to say Minnesota. So, you know, it gets cold out there and it's just yeah. figured it out and like lives off sustainability in the land. And maybe occasionally... He might go in the city and like trade like furs or shit like that. It is called that he can use to buy other supplies. But for the most part, he's chosen to opt out. So you can choose to opt out. If people you don't can want choose to. to opt out. I never, I never said you couldn't choose. But I just that's said not it's, hard. Yeah, there's a legitimate, there's a legitimate degree of skills that you need in order to actually be able to do all these. Things. No, no, no. That's not hard. That means that it requires work. Something being hard and something requiring work aren't the same thing. Not everybody's skills. Act. No, not everybody's willing to put in the work. Anybody yeah. can learn how to make a fire. Anybody can learn these survival skills. Survival skills aren't something that you inherently have to be a fucking genius to learn. If True. that was the truth. Plenty of people couldn't go into the military. They accept a wide range of people. Yeah, they accept a dearth of people because they need a dearth of jobs. But it's like, all right, so with that, you have to be able to, not everybody is as good at shooting as everybody else. So that means. Okay, if you're not good at shooting, are you good at making traps? Are you good at making a net that you can like put in, into the stream? In, 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 in that, there's a certain degree, like, yeah, you can trap things, but there's a certain degree of luck with that. Sometimes you come up empty. Sometimes you come up good. It's just like... It's the same thing with hunting. Sometimes you don't see anything, and so you have to have other ways of eating. Dude has a little garden, so he doesn't eat meat every day. So, no, you have to be willing 
to put in the work. It's not hard. It's difficult. Something being difficult doesn't mean it's hard. It means that you need to put in a level of necessary work to become proficient at this. Most people aren't willing to do that. And thus they say, oh, no, this is too hard. No, no, no. It's not hard. You know what is hard? Quantum physics is hard. That's something hard that not everybody can do and can not everybody's mind can wrap itself around. That's something hard. Rocket science is hard. Those are things that are hard. This is something difficult that if you work at it, you could get. People confuse the two and choose to call things hard because they're lazy. Things don't be hard. Things be difficult and all you got to do is work. People don't want to work. And that's why I say I'm tired of lying about the things that I want. <laughs> I'm not about to be here like money don't matter and I could live off the land of land. No, I cannot. I'm tired of lying about it. And I don't, and at this point, I'm just no, like, I if have that, no plans on doing that. If that makes me look like a way, then okay. But I'm tired of pretending like, oh, I, this shit don't, the material don't matter. It matters greatly to me. I want those nice things that they've been shoving in my fucking face since I was like five. And I get it, it's bullshit, but. I want it. <laughs> and I'm going to play the games to get it. Because guess what? I like a good game. Go ahead, challenge me. Let's see. Let's see. Fuck it. I got enough confidence in myself. Either way, I could live off the fucking mountains if I wanted to. Or I could go to work and work that way or build a whatever No, I'm just fuck. not an outdoorsy person. I don't like, know. I would probably me. never opt into that type of thing. But it, yeah, just wanted. be honest about it. Like, it's no shame. I'm tired of just being like, oh, well, you know, I need to remain humble. I'm not really, I'm humble in different ways. And if my humbleness or my arrogance get out of control, I'm pretty sure that's something else to put it in check. It's just how things work. Something always got to balance something out. Whether you choose to acknowledge it or ignore it is really up to the person. But realistically, I want my shit. And I'm gonna oh. work to get it. But the only thing I figured out is I think that di- I think I've understood a fun because both me and Tony went to college, mm-hmm. and a lot of these people I met were there. Like in college, you meet you meet an extreme dearth of people because you don't really have too much of a choice. Like you're just around you're just around a bunch of people. So I have met the I've met the loud feminists. I've met the the like lower key feminists. I've met the like the super LGBTQIA plus people and so on and so forth. Like I've met probably someone who describes themselves as pro- have probably most sexual orientations, I do believe, from like bi to asexual to so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I've had I've met someone who said who thought they were trans and then came and said, like, nah, I'm not that. I thought that's what I was, but, you know, I just wasn't really taking my meds and all this other stuff. I've met all these, I've met a dearth of people, and I kind of, I've met those who believe, like, their sexuality is their identity. That's very odd to me. Because, honestly, like, I can understand, like, to a certain degree, like, being a masculine is typically considered about how you approach women but that's never been the primary thing for me is just like nah this is all there is not not really like honestly you're gonna be with yourself more than you're gonna be with your girl nine times out of ten so like that can't be all that you are it's really coming down uh, because all that you are is gonna be outside of yourself and that's not and it's something that you can't control Oh, no, I'm, no, I agree with that. I don't think that you can always, like, 
worry about I guess it's less about worrying about like being inside of your masculinity all the time and more so being focused on being yourself. And I think that sometimes there's a lack of focus on self to appease others. And that's where it becomes like, now you're doing this for a result. It's like, if this, then that. Same nice dude. And same thing as nice dude. Yeah, yeah, same same premise really. It's but in and so it just it doesn't really work. Like there's no guaranteed responses. Like there's no guaranteed outcomes. Like I'm not see, that's the bigger thing. It's just like I'm not being kind to other people because I believe in giving output because it's just like I'm gonna be kind. All right, cool. All right, I'm gonna be an asshole to you. All right, well, whatever would I don't really I don't care what you think about me or about anything else. I'm not targeting anyone inside this room, but I'm just talking about in general. I don't care what y'all think. Whatever. Like, y'all gonna think stuff. And honestly, I don't... Like, the... The kindness... The altruism inside of me wants me to be kind to everyone, but the pragmatism inside of me, it says, majority of you guys don't actually matter to me. So... Yeah, I'm I'm kind because I want to be. I don't know no other way to be. I can't be mean because I am not, I can't be standoffish. I'm usually smiling at everybody if I ain't got a mask on. And I exist on the opposite end of the spectrum of these two. I'm generally a much more standoffish. Aloof type person. Very aloof. Yeah, and I'm not doing this because, I'm doing it generally because, hey, how you doing? What's the harm for me? Just smile because I want to smile because I like being this way. I've tried the yeah. other way and I never was fully fulfilled. But once I start getting into more of what my softest, what my bubbliness means, then I understood that's just who you is. You can't hide this anymore, Ash. Yeah, no, I don't think You're that not doing I think everybody should operate in that way in that full capacity of like self. Like, like I don't think Charles, if like you are generally just like Mr. Do the right thing. Like I realized that that was who you were when you started fixing the weights at the gym. Like I said, I was like, this is the weirdest shit. This nigga is so <laughs> confused about why one set, why one bitch doesn't have a bar like it's supposed to, or why these weights aren't where they're supposed to be. I'm like, sir, we have to work out. If you were trying to fix people who get paid to do this problem, this is what they get paid for. They have a whole crew that is hired to just go around and fix this issue. But Charles is like, nah, I'm going to fix it right now and I'm like he's just a good guy right so I think that if that's who you are you should be like for me I'm nice and I'm kind when I want to be I also am very discerning in the fact that I don't think that everybody or just blanket generosity is like a positive thing I don't think blanket like cruelty is a positive thing that's probably why I'm generally aloof for most things um I like to be kind to the people that I actually like have relationships with. I enjoy that level of kindness, but it doesn't really like extend to everybody. And I don't think that I should have to force like my people like, Oh, I always feed the homeless. I don't. I'm not that dude. I was like, like, I am like, I could walk past a homeless person and have a pocket full of money and not give them anything. Or I could walk past them and have a pocket full of money and just hand it to them. It depends on what I feel like. I'm aligned with doing at that moment and I'm not doing anything else that doesn't align with that because that just feels I am it feels fake. Very prudent 
I've learned there's certain things I've learned and it's just like from just speaking to people it's just like I'm very prudent about specifically actually giving money over to homeless people I always feel bad but I've also to a certain things I had to self internalize to the point where it's just like I can't donate all the homeless people out of homelessness there's like there's some other crap and it's also like paying attention to certain things it's just like Yo, for real, for real, I'm pretty sure some of these people are actually hustling us. See, for me, I don't even care about that. For me, it's, it's, there's no level of practicality to it for me. It's, this is what how, I do. How, exactly. I want to do this. So, what are, you could be the nigga that sits here in bummy clothes all day and then gets in the bins um, at the end of the night. I don't care. What I wanted to do is give this random guy money. Did what I wanted to do, moved on with my life. I'm never going to think about you again because oh, I, I can't did it stand and I moved other past. people would take advantage of others in that capacity. I cool. exist in a world where reality is is what it is. Suspect, not even suspect. Reality <laughs> is set. Like most people are upset with reality, and then want. Reality been to the will. Yeah, and I that's guess that's not the way stuff works. But I think that's all y'all. I'd like you, where you're like, and I don't think that y'all necessarily wanted to bend to y'all will. It's just like y'all find. I would it, like it to be a certain way, and thus I will put it, put an action to help it be that way. And y'all find it like an untenable situation when realistically, all the the reality that y'all don't like is everybody has free will, and that's what it boils down to. Your free will has pushed you in the direction to care, be generous, be loving, be kind. If we don't have that one element, then we exist in a place that's control, which will get you the result that you want. But then y'all say that y'all don't want control. Y'all just want people to do this. No, y'all don't. I do, I'm never going to want ever. I, I understand that not everybody cares or not everybody wants to do all this stuff. And I get it. But y'all want them to. It would be nice if they did, but it's not it's not it's not physically possible. But you just said I'm every, trying I would put my I resources put my, in a place to make that happen. Like only way to make that happen is to force people. Yeah. Ad nauseum, but it's so, not that's also not really a tenable situation. Exactly. So that's my point. It's like y'all don't it's not possible. Yeah. So at the at the end of the day, I'm ultimately working. It's like the heat death of the universe. It's gonna happen eventually. It's like I the world is gonna go back into disarray no matter how much effort I put in. But at that point, I'm not willing to give certain things up because the inevitability? I don't know. That sounds very weird to me and unpractical. It but, is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Like, and that's how y'all operate. Y'all operate on a, a plane where it's like reality is this, but I don't like reality. So I'm going to do everything to change it, but not tell people that I want to force their behaviors because I want y'all to want this. No, you don't. What you want is a result because wanting everybody to want it is tantamount to wanting things to stay the same. That's, that's, that's useless. Eh, to a certain degree, but it's not like I occupy every single hour oh, of my day with oh, that. Oh, not you, but those, those are the people that don't make sense to me that do occupy that, that are like the walking meme where it's like, you want control, but y'all want it in the guise of like altruism and 
that's just what altruism isn't that's, really altruism it's everyone's altruistic i don't know it's, it's just covert ways for control yeah. we all do it <laughs> It's not nothing that the altruistic man does to the the selfish man. Yeah, no, I think everybody's trying to all, get control. We're all trying to control And I just think something. that we should just be honest. I think that, like you said, more honesty about just like, where place are you coming from? I want to control things so things happen like this. All right, cool. That makes more sense than you saying, I want everybody to think like I think. That's not possible. That don't make sense. I was like, I'm going to put you, all the energy that you I can already, with my And then you put the arrogance on yourself to think that you know best. Yeah, I want everybody to think like I think. Who all right, you? we've already established <laughs> that that is an actual personality trait of mine, so stop attacking. <laughs> you don't know. But nobody knows. Even with me, like, my Nine goal every day, my goal for most things is I realize that the fight, the control aspect is not, how do I say that? The reason why we go through so much stress is because we're fighting ourselves internally and we don't know how to let the fight go. And if you don't know how to let the fight go on your inside, then you wouldn't know how to let it go on the outside. Everything needs to be controlled because that's how you deal with you on the inside. You think everything has to be this certain way with you. I had this revelation today. I asked myself, what needs to change with me and the answer was stop beating us up every time something don't go your way it's okay you got to stop this stop it you making us feel bad in here i was like damn for real you don't know how to ask yourself that question or listen to the answers that you're giving yourself to know like i'm treating myself away don't you matter and if you can't get that right in here how are you gonna deal with the rest of the world out there everything gonna be gonna be perpetually frustrated gonna be freshly stressed the headaches the fatigue whatever if you can't let go of the fight within you and being like, fuck it, I just let it go. Recently, I came to the realization, I don't know what's best for me in terms of, like with men, for example, I don't know what's best for me. So I've given up. I'm not giving up on love and like, fuck niggas, this and that. It's more so like, I'm going to tap the courage to say that when I get whatever this is to a point, regardless of whatever I feel like it's going to come to a healing point, it's like, who gives a fuck? I am with me from beginning to end. And I, that's all I have for real. So why am I so worried about the external, how, what men, what I got to do to get this man and how feminine I am or how masculine I'm like, as long as I know I work this point, the no nigga outside of me, it's just going to be a reflection. When he popped up, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm ready for you now. You just you. <laughs> it's nothing you just really... you, and that is it. Nothing and I'm tired else. of fighting against it. Like I have to accomplish nothing this goal. Nothing else. There's really that. nothing else. You, just be I, you. I wake up and I feel who I am every day, and that drives my actions, behaviors, and decisions. And sometimes that's in conflict with the things that I said yesterday, and people don't get that and they're upset. But that doesn't matter to me because hey, I'm not in conflict with the one person that I'm gonna be with forever. Me. Yeah. I'm aligned. And if that don't feel good to you, maybe we don't operate in the way that is conducive for us. But that doesn't mean that I need to stop being aligned with myself. Right. It just right. don't matter no more. I just, I'd be like, damn, don't really, I don't care no more. Like, oh, because I've tried that. everything when you Love write it. it down and you're trying to, I'm oh, like, because I'm still trying to control, even if what I wanted was in my highest good and came from the heart. It's still cool to want those things, but yeah. I just realized now, like, even if I got this man, 
what if he's still fucking up? Like, even if you get all this and he's still all these wonderful things, what if he just really not for you? What if you don't feel that, oh, in the heart type of connection that you, that I would hope to have? It's like. Then it's oh. useless. Like, it, it, it. I real. I was like, oh, I get it now. I give a, up. It's like, all a point. It's, it's you just got to let it happen. Yeah, I just give up now. Really. That's why I'm like, ah, oh, you date, you date, boyfriend or not, it will be okay at the end of the day. Because all I have is me for real. And that's the number one, not a priority in the sense where like, fuck everybody else and I'm going after my selfish needs. No, I hope that whatever I produce helps someone maybe. But all I know is I got to give it first. I don't know who are the consequences of that, but. Oh. Yeah, I just don't care no more. Like, eh. I don't hate men and I still love them to death and I would love to enjoy a company more than anything and I really would strive to hope to learn how to get to know men better on a deeper level, but realistically, it don't really matter if you come or not. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know what I figured out more than likely? I am not going to find a woman that likes doing the things that I enjoy doing yeah, by searching for, for searching for women or like not doing the things that I enjoy doing It's like they gonna be there no I've already relinquished that like if I'm dating a black dude the, the chances that he's into what I'm into is not rare but pretty low so I don't care about hobbies that's not why we're here nigga. I no, it's just like <laughs> I, I mean I think it's some I can't not share some of the things that I enjoy doing with you because if I do everything independent of you then what are we doing that's true it's like we gotta got to have something now I also don't want all my hobbies to be in common either because then I, I don't, don't know always... if our... I'm very like I'm so used to it I'm just like hey I'm gonna go do this thing and I don't really know how to invite niggas to go do that thing I mean, I do. I was just like, hey, you want to come? And a lot of times they don't. So I'm just like, all right. Uh, it's like they're not really into the random weird stuff, but it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't I necessarily think... found a woman who's necessarily into that for me, but I also don't go to those places to find those women. Like, I'm not going to find a woman who likes anime not watching, going to things where those types of people gather. See, I don't even need that. I don't need you to start off with anything. I just, like I said, I just need a woman to be open. Like, if you're open to new things, new experiences, then <clears throat> anime is not going to be anything that's like too out of there because realistically, it's anime a- is not a genre. Anime is a medium. Yes. Inside of anime, there is a multitude of genres and we can find something that you're going to like. Now, if you don't like anime as a medium, it's a little mm-hmm. harder. Yeah, you're just disqualifying an entire medium because of yeah. the nature of said medium. It's like, I like real life shows. Well, what's the fundamental difference between this and a real life show? You got characters. It's going to have a storyline development. So, like, I don't understand. Like, and if like, you ask me the same thing, I can realistically articulate to you why I don't like Western media with people in it. <laughs> has a lot to do with the way they abscond the storyline and replace it with relationship drama. Yep. It was like, That's Grey's it. Anatomy is supposed to be about this woman being a doctor. It is not about this woman being a doctor. It's about her relationships. Yep. It's just like, I am Meredith Grey. 13 seasons in. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's just like, what are you doing? Like when, like, you know, know the show that I did like? Sex in the City. Because it told you what it, it was about. It is about four women that are 
dating niggas, fucking niggas, and living in the city. And that's what I get. <laughs> it's like, at least you ain't lie to me. Like, I'm like, bet, this is lit. But this is what I also came here for. So that's why I don't watch Western media on mass. Now you can there are some decent you can shows. Out the particular thing like so movies. Your movies. I fuck with movies because they don't get a lot of time to abscond the storyline. Um, There's some good uh, creators that I like. I like Donald Glover. Like his. Um, we were talking about Atlanta. Not Atlanta. Yeah, that's a good series. Um, I don't watch Insecure, but it's mostly because I just feel like it's a black woman show. Um, but I do listen to the podcast called Insecurity uh, every week after it airs and listen to the show recap and know what the fuck is going on. Excuse you. But yeah, so I need her to be open because I'm open to engaging with things. Mm-hmm. And so as long as you're open to engaging with things and we like work and find shit, then that's cool. But when you're so set in your ways, like, oh, I don't listen to any new music. What the hell? Ever. Until it's like years old. All right. Well, the way that I operate, I love music and I listen to it all the time. And I need someone that is going to like be okay with me. Be okay. And then it also exists with me in a place where you can kind of like find things that you enjoy and we can enjoy it. This is a crucial part of me. So I don't need you to enjoy every moment of it with me, but I would like you to find like pieces, find pieces of me inside of who I am to take to you because that's what I want to do with you. Yeah. And I can get where you're like, I ask guys to do things. I guess I like to be asked in a matter of like, hey, will you do this with me? Not do you want to do this? Because (laughs) I mean, do I want to do something implies that I had the like I have a self-starting motivator for this. I do not. No. Am I willing to do this with you? Yeah, this sounds great. We can Uh. do this. This is I, like a coupley thing. This I couple those two things together because one, even though you say one, it, it means the other. No, I need like, you to know that words mean things. I'm I don't have the luxury of being that nitpicky about stuff. What the fuck? What do you mean luxury? Is, Tell them in the beginning. <laughs> and then it's not a luxury anymore. I told you. I'll be one. I think my thing is I want to do so many things that I'll be afraid like. You want like after you get back from Philly, I'm like, let's go to India. (laughs) Well, see, for my thing, it's like (laughs) if you want to do so many things, then you got to be the like initiator, planner, and like steward in making these happen. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do these many things. (laughs) I'm willing to do these many things with you, (laughs) but willing and want are different. So I'm going to focus on the things that I want to do while you're focusing on the things that you want to do that are going to take me over here. Mm-hmm. So let, let's go do that. Yeah. Hey, I plan for this weekend. We're going to go, like you were talking about archery. We're going to mm-hmm. go do archery. All right, cool. That sounds great. I But don't tell me, hey, I want to do archery and then expect for me to take the initiative to then now plan this for you. That's fair. I don't want to do archery. You want to do archery. <laughs> I will do archery with you, mm-hmm. but I will not plan archery for you because I'm focused on my wants as well. And if I'm only focused on your ones, then when do my ones get? I listen to those things and I plan dates. Like, yeah, man, I think it would be real cool to go do archery. Okay. I don't know if you're actually dropping a hint for a date, but. No, we doing it. At this point in my life, anything that I say, I'm going to do. And come with me if you like. <laughs> but I don't know what the fuck I'm about to do. I'm going to go shoot these arrows, which I did. <laughs> And I was pretty good at it. 
I would went to do, do archery with you. I've already, but I'm already. You know, you already said that. I yeah. just went on a whim, and I was like, I planned it out. Well, that's off the topic, but Whatever. I was just I mean, like, next week I'm going to do it, and I did it, and it was just a nice little me day in Akron. That's area. like how like I we talked about going to shoot, and like I've definitely gone shooting multiple times. Yeah. Since then, since it's like having the initial oh. idea, it's just so hard. Like I'll just be up there, and then it's like. Like 20, 15, 20 bucks yeah. to shoot. And there's no time limit at mm-hmm. the range that I go to. Oh, okay. You can just go buy as much ammo as you have and then just go shoot at your lane. So I just go, I'll buy like a box of ammo, buy a couple of targets and just dump the clip a couple of times and be like, all right, cool. That was that was fun. Yeah, but it's not really a concentrated effort. Yeah, where, it was never like, like we're talking about. Yeah, it's where it's like, like, all right, it had to be played. It was definitely like a like, a spur of the moment, like, all right, well, I'm Doing in the area. I'm running around. I got my gun with me. Yeah. I got to yeah. go up there anyway and check on this uh, suppressor. So I went to do that, and that's when I went shooting again because I was up there, like, maybe three weeks ago, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of the front, probably if I'm real different between me and you guys. I really do things 100% instinctively because, or, like, I don't do random things all that often. I'm very much a plotter, so pretty much how everything went with Shang-Chi, that's how my entire life works. I say I want to do something. I plot out going to do it. And then whoever decides to include themselves or exclude themselves, I don't care. You can come. You can not. I plan out some things and some things I just do. Like, I'm definitely going to go see Eternals. I said that I said that. What's coming out in November? When is it coming out? Uh, I think it's like beginning of November. I said that out loud around some of my friends. And it's just like, yeah, we're all down to go see Eternals. I mean, it wasn't precisely an invitation, but sure. <laughs> it's just like. So that wasn't precisely an invitation. <laughs> You're more than welcome. I'm not excluding you. It's just like. Dune. Oh, I might just get HBO Max and watch Dune on there. No, nah, they said that shit way, like the scope of it to really experience that movie is not supposed to be. And I'm a big oh. fan of the director, so I'm going to the theater. I just don't know what. Oh. I don't trust directors. It's just like I do. You know, you you realize at some point that this is not going to be in theaters anymore, and it's going to be on DVD. Mm. So you have to be able to make things from multiple mediums, and if you can't make things from multiple mediums, then you're not as good as people who can. Or you just made it for that medium, and you don't care, and you're being artsy. <laughs> yeah, but them DVDs, but Dune isn't a complete movie because they didn't they didn't finish the book. In terms of both halves, they only did one half of it. So you placate to somebody. You split this shit up. If you really wanted that, if you really are to, you probably should have finished your thing inside of one cut. No, I don't have enough time. Meh. You get your job. You can get it done. All right. He's so hostile. Are there any more quotes, Metal? All right, we're done. Bye. Get out of here. Bye. Don't want me to start dunking on people. Yeah. Tony's probably chilly. <laughs> <laughs>